Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Real Talk, a movie podcast. We are your go-to source for ratings and recommendations of past and present films. I am your host, Wes Jones, podcasting from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Hey, this is Tommy, podcasting straight from Nashville, Tennessee. The movie buddy Conway, podcasting from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Hey, Real Talk. It's good to be back for our Oscar nominations episode. So in tonight, very special episode, we're going to talk all about the Academy Awards. And we're actually going to do our Oscar predictions this year. So this is going to be a lot of fun because we're going to go through all of the nominees. We're going to go through all of the different categories. And we're actually going to give our predictions of what we think will win. But we're also going to talk about who we wish would win. So we're going to talk about both. Uh, We've got some great guests tonight. We're going to have a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. So sit back, get your ballot out, start picking, you know, choosing who you think is going to win. And this is going to be a a lot of fun. So let's go ahead and bring in our guest and co-host for the night. Gabe, come on in here, man. Are you ready? Are you excited for the Oscars and for tonight's episode? Absolutely, man. We've been doing, you know, before we started a podcast, we've been doing this, heck, for 10 years, Tommy. And, you know, we, we would we'd get a hype. We'd fill out our Oscar ballots. We'd watch it together. And, you know, now we get to do it with all you guys. So, you know, we love this. And this year, because of the tornado, exactly. I've watched every best picture nomination except for i've only watched half of drive my car and when i say because of the tornado i didn't have cable for 47 days so i just had physical media that was sent to me in the mail from being a critic they sent us these um movies and they saved my life so the oscars saved me this year so i'm more excited about it than ever Awesome, man. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm glad you're excited, Gabe. Like you said, we've done it a lot of years. I mean, I've been doing an Oscar ballot since I think I was thinking about it, probably since I was 10 years old. That's how long I've been doing this thing. Um, so I love the Oscars. It's like in my blood, uh, watching the show, making predictions. Uh, so, Gabe, I'm right there with you, man. This is going to be a lot of fun. And hopefully we can get close on uh, some of these predictions. Last year we did this show. I think we did all right. Yeah, we did I can't okay. Remember, yeah, I can't remember exactly how we did. But overall, I thought we, we did were pretty successful. And I'm much more excited for this year's show, honestly, than last year because of all of the COVID impacts that last year's show had. Um, but let's go ahead and bring in our uh, guests tonight. We've got some really great guests. Of course, we've got Matt Hosley back in the saddle with us. Matt joined us last year for our Oscar prediction show. Uh, Matt has joined us for many episodes. He's one of the hosts of the Lost Art of Podcasting. Matt, get in here, man. Are you excited for tonight's episode? I'm excited, and it was a photo finish. At lunch today, I finished Cruella, which was the last movie I needed to see. I've seen every movie nominated for an Oscar for the second year in a row. And this is something I'm both proud and embarrassed of. <laughs> so um, I don't know how many hours it was, but it was I think it was 54 movies that I had to watch. Wow. Um, so, yes, I'm very excited. And as you said, host of the Lost Art of Podcast, we do uh, movies and music and TV and video games and just things we love from the 80s and 90s. So I don't ever get to talk about new movies on, on our show, so I'm very yeah. excited to do it here. Nice, man. Yeah, I know we've had you on uh, many times on our show. You, you're probably one of our uh, 
lead guest a number of appearances. So glad to have you back. Well, and can I can I do before you introduce the last guest? Can I do a, yeah. a lame claim to fame real quick? Sure. So I I also have a movie review YouTube channel. It's called Four Fans yeah. of Reviews, and I I I don't advertise it out there, so I don't get a lot of viewers. But I reviewed this movie recently called The Beta Test. It was written, directed, edited, and starring a guy named Jim Cummings, who is an up-and-coming filmmaker who I love. Only 20 people have watched that review, but one of those people was Jim Cummings himself, and he commented on it. So <laughs> That is awesome. I am very awesome. excited about that. And I have yeah. to, I know you guys as film buffs would appreciate that. So Yeah, and I know Jim Cummings. No, I don't know him, but I know who he <laughs> is. I've seen his uh, werewolf movie. I can't remember what it's called at this point. But uh, Snow that, Hollow. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. I, I love yeah. that. So and glad to have Matt's I'm gonna famous. give Matt a. I'm gonna give Matt an unshameless plug here. Recently, they they did an episode on Jim Varney that I just recently watched or listened to on Lost Art of Podcast. Fantastic, and you know he was nominated for so many Oscars. So I mean, it's just gonna <laughs> Matt's just gonna slide right. right into this episode. Yeah, Jim Varney. Ernest. Ernest scared stupid. I think it won Best Picture that year. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> if it did, I think they stopped nominating him after Ernest goes to Africa. But no, <laughs> no, they didn't. They didn't. No. And uh, speaking of Nathan, man, come on in here. Glad to have you. So we got also on the show tonight, very special guest Nathan Bartova, who's been on many of our episodes. Or have you been on? Actually, let me think about this. Have you been on one of our episodes yet? He's been on two. Two, right? <laughs> it's either I've either been on many or none. Uh, it's, I'll try uh, to figure out. I was on one, one with Bill. We talked about the Karate Kid. That's the one. Yes, I was like, which one yeah. have you been on? Oh yeah, I, see, I think I've, you and I were the two that were like, uh, Karate Kid. I've gotten so much heat oh, from that gosh. episode, I erased it from my mind. That's why I couldn't. Yeah. I used or using they, Human Shield to sort of deflect that I didn't like it as much. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I remember that now. And so Nathan, you're uh, <laughs> one of the co-hosts of the very excellent Fathom Galaxy podcast, correct? Anything you want to say about that? Yeah. Yeah, come check us out. We uh, we cover science fiction, fantasy, and horror, but we really cover a lot of genres. Uh, in reality, that show has become like a Russian nesting doll of other shows because we cover animation over there today. Becker jumps in and does that with me. Bill Van Vegel is my primary co-host, and he also does uh, like strange frequencies where he talks about music and things like that in films and, and music inspired by the movies. And then uh, we're starting one up with Victor Rodriguez where we talk about books and short stories and things like that. So there's tons of stuff. And there's an X-Files series running that Tommy, Tommy, you're a part of. Yeah, we've gotten absolutely. all the way to season four. So <laughs> we've made great progress. Season four forthcoming. So forthcoming soon. And I love being on that show. And like you said, a lot of those guests we've had on this show. So if you haven't checked out that show, you gotta check it out. I especially love the sci-fi fantasy, any of those sub subgenres that uh, you guys do such a great job with. So all right, so now that we've got all the introductions out, let's get into the real deal here, the Oscars. So I just want to throw this out to you guys. What are you expecting from this year's show? Are you looking forward to it? I, I've got a couple points I just want to kind of touch on before I throw it to you all. So last year, of course, was very COVID-impacted, and I didn't think it was a good show at all, to be honest with you. I thought it was actually kind of a disaster. And the ratings you know, kind of showed that. They had it in that weird train station. I don't know what was going on there. <laughs> they, they have barely any music, no movie montages. I love those movie montages. So I thought it was a disaster. Thankfully, this year, they are back in the uh, the big auditorium that they usually hold it in. They, you know, they're going to have a huge, a, lot, a big audience again. 
and the movies are actually pretty good this year. You know, I, Best Picture, there's quite a few that I really enjoyed. So I'm looking forward to this year. But the one thing that I thought was very strange, though I'm not surprising, is they're not showing eight of the nominees. So they're actually going to show them an hour early and then show them like tape, like tape delayed. Basically, they're going to edit them in the telecast. So I want to get your all's thoughts on just the show in general this year and that decision. Um, are you in agreement with it? Do you have any different thoughts about that? So, Nathan, let me bring you in here first, man. What are your thoughts? On that element specifically, I think initially hearing that they're not going to uh, have eight of those sort of presented live initially, I'm thinking, well, well, why not? This entire thing is sort of uh, it's the industry patting itself on the back. I mean, if people, you know, don't want to watch it, they don't have to. I think that one of the Twitter and all these other things have sort of and social media in general have probably broken that mystique with the with Hollywood and with the Hollywood inner workings that maybe we don't look forward to the Oscars, some of us as much as we used to. So that might be one of the ratings issues. But I'm more interested to see how that actually plays out. So what I'm most interested right. in is whether or not those they're still recorded. We're still going to see them. They're not going to have time to right. edit them. So unless somebody does something really crazy well, and just you know flames yeah. out spectacularly, we're going to see them. My hope is that maybe they do uh, streamline the flow of the show a little bit. I would be disappointed so, so, if we don't see yeah. them in their entirety, though. So, Nathan, what they're going to do from my understanding – so here are the eight nominees that they're going to show. They're, so what they're doing, it's it's interesting. And, of course, this has caused a lot of blowback within the Academy. A lot of people have not liked this. They're basically going to start the show an hour early, um, hour earlier than we're normally. So people are going to – the show's actually going to be running. They're going to have these eight nominees, I guess, just concurrently, back-to-back, and then the the regular television show will start at its usual time with those eight already being shown. Here are the eight nominees. They are documentary short, film editing, which is a surprise. That's one of the big ones, in my opinion. Makeup, hairstyling, original score, production design, animated short, live-action short, and sound. All of those will then be tape-delayed. What I've read is that... They're basically going to edit like the part of the person getting up, going up to the stage, and then they'll like start right when the the speech starts. And and they say they say that the the people at home won't really be able to tell a difference. Uh, so Gabe, what are your thoughts on that? And anything else you want to talk about with the show um, coming in a couple weeks? Well, they have to get creative since you know fun movies aren't winning Oscars anymore. They've got to figure out ways or even being got- nominated. Yeah, they've got to figure out ways to get the average Joe entertained by it. But they may be making a mistake. Let's just be honest. The average Joe isn't watching the Oscars anymore. They right. failed for so no. long that I don't know if they're watching it at all anymore. I haven't, yeah. like, when I, when I have water cooler talk at the office, like, uh, Russ isn't talking to me about, like, what he saw in the Oscars last night because they're not watching anymore. And the people like us, we love animated short. I have no idea yeah. what any of them are, but Man. I just root for the one with the coolest name. So and Matt watches them. <laughs> it's a good point, Gabe, and I think you're 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 hitting it right on the money there. Of like the Oscars, because they don't nominate, and this is a multifaceted answer, of course, but because they don't, and they really haven't nominated movies that people actually see. That they've kind of turned the Oscars into kind of more of a niche show for people like us who love this type of stuff. But then they're kind of going against people like us because they're not. Yeah, because we the would. Lo- I would actually so like to see editing. Yeah. 
and makeup. Yeah. I want to see I, Cruella win makeup. Come I'm on. I'm fine with a five-hour Film hour editing's show. huge. I didn't realize yeah. that was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a weird one. And music, like, I love, like, the soundtracks. That's one of my favorite not, uh, categories. I can't believe they tape delayed that. And I'm one of these people, I know it's always a controversy when the Oscars go long. People are like, oh, it's three and a half hours or four hours. I'm like, make it longer. I mean, this is a one-year event. Like, who cares if it's four hours, to, in my opinion? And you know what? If you care it's long, well, you don't have to watch. So I've never been of the opinion that it, it's too long. Matt, let me bring you in here, man. Any thoughts on them You know, doing that with those eight nominees or anything in general with the show you want to talk about? Yeah, to me, so the Oscars, there are two types of people that watch the Oscars. There's the people who watch it because they want to see the stars and the, and the outfits. And then there's the people who watch it because they love movies. Both of those groups of people do not care that the show goes long. The only people that care that it goes long are people whose regular, whatever is being broadcast on Sunday night that is starting later. Or people <laughs> that are just like tuning yeah, in for, true. you know, 30 minutes or so. But yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. with you guys, you know, and especially now the shorts. Everybody says the shorts are an indicator of up and coming filmmakers who are going to be the next big thing in Hollywood. So to me, those are important categories. And to me, film editing is as important as direction in a movie. If a movie has bad editing, for example, uh, Casino Royale, James Bond is incredible, has great editing. And then Quantum yeah. of Solace is like the same exact movie, but it's edited worse and Awful it's not as good. Yeah. And yeah. Casino so Royale like, is not even that good in general, not, not nearly as good as Skyfall. So. Well, well, for years I, and years, film editing, the that award was usually in, in an indicator to what usually won Best Picture. You know, right. they, I think you can look back and historically a movie didn't win Best Picture, but didn't also win film editing. I think we've moved away from that a little bit, but it used I, to be it was a big category. It's a big harbinger. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know if that's, you know, the, the harbingers, as they say, have been kind of thrown in flux because of the huge. Uh, influx of of people that they've allowed in the academy over the past three years, so it's kind of changed things, I think. But to your point, I think that's still a big nominee. You know that that category is very important. So before we actually get into the nominee, you know, nominations, is there anything you guys want to say in general just about the the batch of movies that we have in this year's nominees list? Um, do you think it was a good batch? Do you think it was you know? missing you know think so my personal opinion is this i think overall there was a lot of good nominees but i've been consistently disappointed probably over the past 10 years with the with the nominations especially for best picture that i feel like the academy awards have turned into i keep saying this the independent spirit awards i feel like the academy has basically started nominating mainly independent films and if you look at their best picture nominee, they're like half of them are basically independent films. You know, there's a there was a lot of major studio releases this year that were just as good as a lot of these uh, best picture nominees that didn't get nominated. And so I kind of miss that. Those are the type of movies I really enjoy watching more so than maybe a Coda or Drive My Car. Nothing, not saying there's anything wrong with that, but that's just my personal opinion. So. I wish the Academy would go back to that type of movies, but I don't see it happening. So anything you guys want to say, Gabe, first with you, man, anything you want to say about this group of nominees? Well, yeah, I mean, and I've, 
been on the record saying this. This may be one of the best years since 2019. Everybody knows I'm really partial to 2019. That year wasn't that, that good. Because I always try to make that episode, and T-Man and, <laughs> and Wes won't let me make that episode. Nobody wants that episode, Gabe. Nathan and it. Matt, I was talking to them earlier. They don't want it. I want you know what, Gabe? The, you can come over to Phantom Galaxy, and we can do a best of 2019. No. I no. want to talk some little women <laughs> on air. and No, but let's oh, go. Man. Yeah. But but let's go let's go in depth. Like really guys, this this year was a really good year for film and it was. And I like across the board, I think animation was good, I think documentaries were good, I think the best pictures and I think there was a lot of good film and I agree with you, Tommy, a lot of them weren't nominated. Like Spider-Man is spectacular. It wasn't nominated. Yeah. How uh, is it not nominated for best picture? Let's be real. There's there's several fun movies and me and Tommy joked that you know, it's like they some of these Academy people, they get out of the movie, they're like, eh, that was too fun. We got <laughs> yeah, a too fun. <laughs> way too fun. I don't know. I don't I'm know smiling. if people are going to like that being nominated. I, I got to find something that, yeah, this is, I understand it. Nobody else does. So right. I, I, I like this year of film, but I think a lot of stuff was missed. Like uh, The Last Duel. I think that should have been one. Uh, there's House sev- of Gucci. House of Gucci. Uh, there's several movies that I feel Jake like. Bond. Yeah. I think. snubbed. You're exactly right, Gabe. I know we've joked about it a lot, but I think it's true. You know, I think a lot of Academy Award uh, members are like, wait a minute, I'm smiling? What is this new sensation after a movie? <laughs> I don't like it. Um, I can't nominate when this When did it movie. switch to that? Like, it I, wasn't always that way. I think it's like 97 that like, or like, I think in year 2000, <laughs> they were like, oh, we, movies can't be fun anymore. Somewhere between 97 and 2000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, huge, not, Years are important. <laughs> Between the English patient and American beauty. Yeah, that's very, what you know what? Of. That's a better way to couch it. Exactly, Matt. <laughs> right. It's, it's one of those. I, you know, I think, and also I'm going to grip from, from Bill Maher here. He's had segments about the Academy Awards and he's t- joked about how basically the Oscars have turned into, and this isn't a new thing. They've kind of been heading that way for probably like ever since Gandhi won, maybe in the early eighties of like, there it's what's the most worthy now it's like who who is the most worthy whether you're playing like a real life person or uh it's a nominee for some you know segment of the population that hasn't been exposed to movies before whatever it could be it's now turned into like who can self-congratulate themselves the most over this is it actually just a good movie or a good performance um so i think that that's kind of part of what's happening with just nominees, you know, award shows in general. So Matt, any, any additional opinion on that, that we're talking about yeah. here? Um, I, I didn't have one until you all started talking. And then I thought of a hot take on this and I'm going to take the opposite approach. So I agree. Spider-Man is excellent and it probably should have been up for best picture, but I was going to see Spider-Man anyway. What I like about the, these movies that are getting nominated now is it's exposing me to movies I may not have heard of. Like, I probably wouldn't watch mm-hmm. Parallel Mothers or The Lost Daughter or Flea or Riding with Fire, all these movies that are getting critical acclaim. And they all do fit into the exact category you were just talking about that Bill Maher said is like, you know, have we have we had a movie about a woman growing up in poverty in a third world country who's trying to do this before? No, we haven't. Let's nominate them. And that's a story right. that I've never heard. And I actually I like the idea of being exposed to movies I haven't seen. But then I also understand the business side of it, which is the average person is not going to seek those movies out. They're not going to watch an award show when they haven't heard of half the movies. Right. So I'm I, kind of on. I would like to give a, I'd like to give a counter argument to that real quick before you hit off T man. 
like I understand what you're saying, Matt, and I use it for a lot. But somebody like my parents, like they picked up Netflix, they watched Power of the Dog. They were like, what is this? This this is the best movie of the year. This year must be terrible. I don't know if I need to watch any movies this year. Like and I think it hurts theater when something like that happens. Like this is the best they had this year. Do we need to watch other movies? And I'm like, there were great movies out this year. Like, how do you guys feel about that? Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with that. Like, so I don't know. Like I'm torn because one way I like seeing these movies that I wouldn't normally see because I'm the same. I wouldn't have seen most of these movies, but I also don't like people like seeing this and being like, that's the best they have. Well, I think to your point, Gabe, that's kind of what I want from the Oscars. I want the Oscars to be like the big year event for movies, and that's what it's historically been. I want it to be the Super Bowl of movies where everybody gets around and shows our love of movies, and we get to have all those movie montages we love. Love movie montages. Yeah, for that, we need the movies that people see, like the Spider-Man. I've always been like this with the Oscars. Nobody can tell me that half these movies that got nominated for Best Picture are really even better than – 30 other movies they've released. It's all very subjective. Spider-Man is at least as good as half of these movies, maybe better than all of them. And it's just so to say that that shouldn't be nominated over the others. I've never bought that argument. And I think for the Academy to be truly the event that it needs to be, it needs to be have movies that people have seen and love. Mm-hmm. And so, because if they don't, then it turns into what it's turning into, which is basically the independent spirit awards. And that's depressing to me. Well, I think the trick is to do a little bit of both, you know, because I, I agree with Matt. I also agree with you guys. And I think though, that a movie like the power of the dog actually doesn't quite, uh, I I don't actually think that it's necessarily an independent film. Uh, It seems to me like it was made, you know, it's made with an element of prestige. It was a movie that was probably always shooting for the Oscars. Netflix probably picked it up with the intention of trying to push themselves into the Oscar race. Uh, My opinion is when did the Oscars stop nominating fun movies? If you really go back and look at the Oscars, even from the inception, uh, most of the movies that we absolutely love were never nominated for Oscars and Mm -hmm. movies that won most of those years. You won't even remember or even heard of. You go back to the thirties and forties. There were great movies just like there are now that were nominated and great movies that won. But by and large, it's never been, the popularity contest for one thing, but I think that it's a trick of how do we balance this out? Because I agree. Uh, I, Spider-Man no way from, uh, no way home was a lot better. in my personal opinion, which is all we're really talking about here than, than several of these movies, but given the way that the critic awards and things like that work, uh, you're not seeing some of these things get nominated and which is a shame. When I was doing this, I always voted for the movie, the movie that I truly thought was the best. And a lot of times that had to factor in the fact that I had a good time while sitting in the theater or on the couch or wherever it was when I watched it. Well, I'm yeah. not great with years, but, but I can remember years where it'd be like, uh, not so great movie, not so great movie. And then like Lord of the Rings and not so great movie, not so great yeah. movie. And then you would get like, uh, like departed or, you know, you would get fun movies every once in a while, you know, and and as much as I love Lady in the Water and I love some of these other Best Picture nominees or, or wins. <laughs> the Shape like, of Water. The Shape Lady of the Water. water. <laughs> yeah, I'm not good with words. I thought he was <laughs> trolling us all. I'm I, like, I did enjoy I'm when Lady in the Water. Words, years, dates, any of that stuff. <laughs> Best I, script uh, with the scarfs and the nuts, runts or whatever that was. You know what I mean? But, you know, there were there's good nominees. But, I mean, like, I feel like it's gotten fewer and farther between. Yeah, so. I think – 
to, to leave, because I think we could talk about this all night. It's such a great conversation. I want to have another Oscar show in the near future where we can talk more about the Oscars. But let's just leave it at, you know, the Oscars have had so many bad nominees and so many bad winners that, you know, one more year won't really matter. That's kind of what they're known for. Let's be honest here. So <laughs> let's go so ahead and wrap this, up. That's the wrap up. <laughs> Even though we all love the Oscars, they always uh, screw up. That's how I always call it. <laughs> so let, <laughs> let's just go ahead and jump into nominees, guys. I think we've got a lot of fun uh, conversations to be had about these two. So what we're going to do once again is we're going to go through all of the nominations. We're going to try to get through this pretty fast. And we're basically going to each give our personal what we think will win, but what we think should have won or should win. And maybe they'll align and maybe they won't. And then we'll see kind of how everybody does after the actual show. So the first category that we're going to go through, we're going to kind of, I'm just going to kind of mix and match these different categories, but we'll end with the big four of uh, actor, actress, director, and picture. So the first nominee or category that we're going to go with is usually how it starts to show, which is usually, supporting actor actress so let's go with best supporting actor and the nominees are and i'm going to mess up all of these names so just everybody bear with me here is jk simmons for being the ricardos we have jesse plemons for power of the dog syrian hines for belfast troy kutzer for coda and then cody smith mcphee for power of the dog so Matt, bring you in here first, man. What do you think is going to win? What do you think should win? Okay, I love J.K. Simmons, but he did. He shouldn't have even been nominated. His role added nothing to being the Ricardos <laughs> to me. Hey, I like so, that. So movie. throw that out there. Um, so for me, who's going to win and who should win is Troy Kotzer from Coda. Um, he's been winning all of the other uh, awards, you know, for the supporting actor, like the. I can't name any of them right now, but like Critics' Choice, People's Choice. I don't know if he won the Golden Globe, but um, hands down, that was my favorite performance of all of those. Um, yeah, I so he should win and he will win. Awesome. Okay. Gabe, what do you think? Um, I've actually seen all of these, and, but I completely agree with Matt. Troy Kutzer and Troy Kutzer of CODA. Um, he's amazing in it. He should win. And he is predicted to win. So I'm going to, if I had to pick, a, uh, I would pick Syrian Hines of Belfast. I think he had a good performance, but I do think Troy's better. Okay. All right. Good picks. Nathan, what about you? I'm I'm in agreement. Uh, Troy Cooksler uh, to win, and I think he should win. And I think that uh his performance was a was a primary highlight of coda which was was overall a good movie and i will say you know i also did think i love Syrian hines and he was great in belfast uh though i do think even though i wasn't the biggest fan overall of the film i do think that cody smith mcphee was was really good in the power of the dog i think his character mm-hmm. and what he brings to the movie is even a little bit more integral to the success of the movie than yeah. than even benedict it's- cumberbatch if you, if you ask me so yeah. he was bringing his full paranorman uh, uh, there. So <laughs> yeah, is that the paranorman kid? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. In this movie, I guess he was a little bit more like uh, paranorman Bates, but you know. Yeah. Right. It, uh, 
So, yeah, great fix, guys. And I think you're right. So I'm going to go with uh, Troy, Troy Coates are also for the win. Now, I actually haven't seen Coda. That's one of the major ones I haven't seen. I refuse to get another, another streaming app. Um, I'm not going to pay for Apple TV. I've already got too many. This is what I just can't stand all of these streamers and all of them getting the best picture. Ah, just uh, anyway, that's a whole nother conversation. I think he will win. I think who I think should win though, Matt, you're not going to like this is uh, JK Simmons for being the Ricardo. Why? He just looks I'm like talking. a regular dude. Anybody could have played. That I, love, one. I love it. I love that regular dude to feel he's got. Okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, I love Simmons, but I sort of agree with Matt. He he's, he kind of just uh, fades into the background a little bit. <laughs> I yeah. liked him, and I even watched a I Love Lucy episode after that. I was like, you know what? J.K. Simmons, he nailed that performance. <laughs> you guys, I well, feel like that's going to be one of these uh, nominees in five years' time. You guys are going to be – you'll you'll mess with me and be like, Tommy, you know what? J.K. Simmons being the Ricardos, you're right. He was awesome in it. Well, I, I got to give it up. I've not seen many, if any, episodes of I Love Lucy, so I don't know how close he was to the actor he was portraying. He was pretty close. like, um, yeah. But, I mean, I still think he's the fourth best on here. So, hey, I don't know. So that's good. That's, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm making progress. All right. So, we've got Best Supporting Actress up next. So, the nominees are, we have Judy Dench for Belfast. We have Injuan Ellis for King Richard, Jesse Beckley for The Lost Daughter, Ariane DeBose for West Side Story, and Kirsten Dunst for Power of the Dog. So I'll go first this time. I think who will win and should win is Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. I've uh, been on the record saying this is my favorite movie of the year. Of course, this is a very famous performance that Rita Marino won in the original 1961 version, and she is awesome in this movie. I think she's, it's, it's the best role and best performance in the movie. Uh, just every time I've watched, I've seen the movie three times now. Uh, she just lights up the screen. And I just think you know she will win also because she's been getting a lot of the other critics' awards, a lot of the other, um, you know, Golden Globes and Critics Association and uh, the SAG. I think she won that too. So she's getting a lot of uh, precursor awards also. So I think she uh, is definitely the favorite going in for sure. So that's my who should and will win. Nathan, what about you? I'm right there with you. Ariana DeVos for who should win and who I do think will win. And I'm also with you in that I think West Side Story was one of the best movies of the year and when you're doing a uh adaptation of a musical that's already nice. been a big hit and was previously made uh and was also a hit back then that you have to sort of stay true to the musical but then also have some areas that are going to either outshine or redirect the energy from that old movie and she's one of the highlights of the film because she does that she puts so Absolutely. much energy into it that as good as moreno was and of course she's in the new one too as good as she was in that old film you're not thinking about her watching this new one yeah, I think well said. Uh, you said it better than I did, Nathan. What's going on here? Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I think everything you said, I agree with 100%. That's all I got. So, Matt, what about you? Who do you think will win and should win? All right. I, I was going to wait till later to drop this hot take, but I'm going to do it now. Okay. I do think Ariana Don't is going to win. Don't do it, Matt. I think she's going to win. But I think Jason, Jesse Buckley should win um, in The no. Lost Daughter. But here's the deal. Okay, I'm going to say it. And this is worse than my uh, J.K. Simmons pick. It may be so, but I'm, I'm about <laughs> to make it even matter. So to me, West Side Story was a cover of the original. 
Like it already won Best Picture in the '60s. That's like a, a cover album of like some what? Grammy that won 20 years no. ago, winning Best Album. No. It's the same movie. It's not an original concept. Man, I, think I would have known this. Book. You've been saving this. You've been saving this <laughs> oh, take for tonight, haven't you? <laughs> I have. Yeah. So it, I think that for that reason, that and Nightmare Alley should be excluded from winning because they both are what? already movies. They're movies that already exist, <laughs> and somebody covered those and just made the same movie again. So, no, I highly disagree with that. Right. I think Coda should be uh, banned from the list because it's streamed by a freaking phone company. That's a whole other. <laughs> <laughs> I don't right. disagree with that either. <laughs> All right, I'm, we're getting. I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. All right, Matt. So, who do you think should win or will win? I don't even know where we're yeah, at. Yeah, Ariana is going to win. So even though I don't agree with it, she will win. But I, I, I prefer Jesse Buckley's performance in The Lost Daughter more. Good. Okay. Good deal. Hey, I've heard. I haven't seen Lost Daughter. I've heard really good things about it, and she's a great actress. So, uh, I don't think that would be nothing wrong with that at all. Gabe, what are your thoughts? See, I just don't think they picked the right other people. Like, I like the mom in Belfast more than I like um, um, Judy Dench and Kristen right. Dunst. I'm like, like she's just whiny. Like, I, I, I don't mean that. But yeah, I don't. <laughs> It's, I don't mean that, but I mean it's not like any different from any of her other roles. And then like Jesse Buckley in The Lost either. Daughter, like I think the main the main girl in The Lost Daughter is fantastic. Jesse Buckley, yeah. So it's like I don't know. I just um, I'm Ariana Debose and Ariana Debose. Right. And it's yeah, pretty I'm, easy. That one is yeah. That's one of those is like don't screw it up, Oscars. Give it to the powerhouse performance. You won't regret it. So I think that's definitely one they're not going to mess up. And I like Matt's hot take. Like he he's no. I don't I, I don't disagree. I, don't like I mean it's it the all. same movie, but like what I will say is like I never thought I'd rewatch that movie and it'd be done right. And that's an yeah. edited movie, and that's a movie with some sweeping cameras that will captivate you in a second. Absolutely, Gabe. There we go. And you know what? There's going to be more West Side Story talk here in the future. So, Matt, hang out, hang on, my friend. I can't wait. Clubs <laughs> uh, are going on. I don't know what's happening here. Uh, all right, moving on. Let's go to best adapted screenplay. So, I'm just going to name the movies here. So, we've got Coda. We've got Power of the Dog, Dune, The Lost Daughter, and Drive My Car. Gabe. What do you think is going to win, and what do you think should win? I think Coda should just absolutely dominate this, um, but it won't. I think it's the most critically uh, uh, adapted screenplay because there's that section where she's or she's uh, singing on stage, and then it and the, just the way they adapted it, and the way it became silent on stage, was the most mesmerizing part in a movie that I've seen maybe this year. I think it's the best they. They knocked that out of the park, how they adapted that to screen, and it is awesome. But I do not think it'll win. I think Power of the Dog will win. Interesting. Okay, I think those are definitely two of the the, the leading contenders right now, I guess you could say. Nathan, what about you? Who do you think is going to win and should win? I think the Power of the Dog will win. I think, honestly, should win. I'd say Drive My Car. I love the movie, and... Adapting that particular author's work is not a very easy thing to do. It's been tried many other times and usually with less than stellar results. And I, I, that would be my, you know, what I'd love to see. It obviously won't happen. I think it's going to be the power of the dog. 
Yeah, and that's a good. That's our first drive my car reference. I'm sure we'll have some more. Uh, that's another one of those surprise nominees that got quite a bit of love by the Academy this year. So that's a really interesting take. I actually haven't seen it yet. I started it and I was like, wait, this is three hours long. Uh, <laughs> let me just delay this. You haven't even seen. You haven't even seen the credits yet. They show up about 40 minutes in. That's what I heard. Well, when I heard that, I was like, oh man, what am I getting myself into? I do think the cinematography of that movie is awesome. So far. So far. <laughs> So far, <laughs> you're savoring it. Your guys are just savoring it. Yeah, well, it's just so good. I'm, just, I'm watching it minute by minute. It's like that Willy Wonka chocolate bar. You got to make it last. Yeah, <laughs> me and T-Man exactly. are making it last. We're making it last. Exactly. <laughs> you finished it sometime ten years from now. Yeah, ten year anniversary. I think that's where we're headed. So, Matt, what about you, man? Best adapted yeah. screenplay. I. I agree with Nathan. I think Power of the Dog is going to win just because it seems to have that momentum. Um, Drive My Car, I don't think I probably liked it quite as much as Nathan, but as far as adapting to screen, it it was incredible. Uh, it, there was so much subtlety that you really have to pay attention to to pick up that I feel like if it were in lesser hands, it wouldn't have come, come across uh, as well. But I also think they could have legitimately cut an hour out of that movie of just like the car driving down the freeway. And none of nothing would have been lost in the story. But so I want drive my car to win, but I think power of the dog will. Interesting. Okay. And, and I'm with you guys. I think power of the dog is going to win. I think that's the heavy favorite. If my prediction is if Coda wins this, you know, award, Coda's going to win best picture. You're going to see heavy Coda love then. I think this could decide it right here between Power of the Dog and Coda. I think there, are, or if Dune comes in, one of these I think are one of the movies that could definitely win. Now, who do I think should win? Actually, I think uh, West Side Story should have won this, but it wasn't nominated. But that's either the near, either near nor there. I think uh, Dune. Honestly, I would have voted for Dune for best adaptive screenplay. That's a really tough job they had to adapt that book. Yeah, it's consider. Yeah, I don't consider- disagree with that one. That's either. actually my next pick. Yeah. It's considered unadaptable by by many people, and we've seen uh, we've had talks on this show about it. And I thought they did a great job of streamlining it and making it accessible to uh, to just the general audience, while also still uh, catering to the the fervent fan base. So I think they did a great job with that. Of course, they they were smart to only pick half of the book. So like even compared to the first movie, like I couldn't understand the first movie in the first watch like fully. So. But this one, like you're watching it, you're you're in. You 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 understand yeah. what's going on. It's it is incredible what they did with that movie. Man, I wouldn't they be sad really the more things, I think so. about it. Nathan, what were you gonna say? Say so they do some brilliant things in there. Even just being able to tell the story, understanding the powers that these these Benny Jesuits have, that he's seeing pieces of futures that don't even happen to get across information that would have just bogged the book down or the movie down by explaining it. That was a brilliant decision. It's not an answer that any of the other adaptations had done either. Right now. Yeah. You guys are both right on that. So, all right. Glad we agree on that. Uh, A lot of Dune love here. I'm a big Dune fan. So definitely we'll be seeing that again in the future. So for best adaptive screenplay, I think I'm going to go with uh, power of the dog. Who oh, I think no. is gonna, who I want to win, definitely Dune. To your point, T Man, about what you said, uh, it was the difficult task to do. Are you guys trying to have another damn episode without me? <laughs> Scheduling, going on? Man, come on, Wes. I thought you were, uh, we told you tomorrow night. 
I'm going to have to set up a constant <laughs> monitor on my Skype just to see whenever you guys are trying to sneak and do episodes behind my back. But anyway, this category, Power of the Dog's going to win. I wish Dune would win. All right. There we go, Wes. I right. like it. Welcome into the show, my friend. <laughs> All right. So Wes is here now. He's going to join us for the rest of the episode. So let's let's continue on, guys. We're making good headway. So next we've got Best Original Screenplay. So I'm just going to say the names of the movies. We've got Don't Look Up. We've got Licorice Pizza, The Worst Person in the World, Belfast, and King Richard. So, Nathan, we'll go to you first, man. What do you think is going to win, and what do you think should win? I think Licorice Pizza is going to win this one, and I might cause some issues here. I think Licorice Pizza should win this one. Oh, okay. Interesting. Gabe hated it. Gabe. I didn't, I didn't hate the screenplay, though. That's not the reason I hated it. I, I hated that the, I was unable to relate to the story in any way, shape, form, or fashion. And I think that the movie was overrated. I didn't think it was a bad movie, like people have attacked me for. I said it was a 6.5 out of 10. It's just not my, it's like not my favorite. It's my number seven out of the yeah. top 10 best pictures. Um, but I'll say that Licorice Pizza is going to win. Um, but I, I do. And maybe it should win, but I honestly, if I had to pick, I'd pick Belfast for me. All right. Good picks there. Wes, what about you? Who do you think should win and then will win? Oh, I think Licorice Pizza is definitely going to win. I mean, the critics, of course, are the critics and and those in Hollywood are are very fascinated by uh, PTA. And this is just the type of screenplay that. You know that the Academy typically goes for. I mean, it's a it's an odds favorite to win it. Um, this is a category I wasn't super crazy about the movies that were in it, although I really did. I mean, I liked three of them quite a bit. I just didn't have like a yeah one of the favorites from the year in it. But I mean, I'd be cool with Belfast, Don't Look Up, or King Richard. Any of them winning, uh, I would love to see King Richard, who has no chance of winning this, win. But uh, Anyway, I, I'm with Nathan. I think Licorice Pizza is gonna gonna take. I do this. think King Richard is a good screenplay, and it got me really interested in a topic that you know I just wasn't. I, I'm not interested in otherwise. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I I wouldn't be upset if it won. And Licorice Pizza. All five awesome. of these are legitimately good screenplays. Yeah. Yeah, they're. I mean, it's it's written about you know that area out in California, and that's another thing that. <laughs> That people that are out there, they love movies about the area around Hollywood and L.A. and movies about movies and all that type of stuff. So this has Oscar bait literally written all over it. Well, and as a science fiction fan, I love movies that take place in L.A. because it seems like a whole completely different world. world. Watching Licorice Pizza, I sort of felt like hey, it's not that off, it's that far off from Dune. <laughs> really? <laughs> Like from the get go, I'm like, what's going on? This this 15 year old sitting on like a 23 year old. Where are we? What? This oh, is- I have no. Yeah, I have no personal doorway into that world whatsoever. <laughs> but I was fascinated by the characters and I went along for the ride. So yeah, I'm the same. Man, I guess I like Licorice Pizza more than all you guys because I thought it was incredible from beginning to end. Oh, it's my number two movie of the year. I loved it, Matt. So oh, okay. I, I, I think I it was great. my number two as well. Maybe number three. But yeah, it um, as a former mattress salesman, I got to say, that kid, <laughs> he had to try to sell those water beds. Now, I never sold water beds. They were kind of done by the time I was in the in the game. But 
I loved it. Um, and I think it will win. He was a canny businessman. He really was. Um, but this I, is know. I don't know. If, have any of you guys seen The Worst Person in the World? Because it is really, really good. And the screenplay is really, it really is. good. I haven't but seen it, but I've heard It's great not things. in English. So I don't feel like it's going to win this because no. people just don't like reading. Great film, right. though. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think you guys are right on the money there with with licorice pizza. Though I'm gonna go, I'm gonna change it up a little bit. I think uh, Belfast is gonna win. I think Belfast has a lot of support in the Academy. It's it's you know considered one of the heavy Best Picture favorites, and so I think a lot of the Belfast fan base is gonna vote for it. Uh, and I think it still could win Best Picture. I don't think it will, but it still possibly could. Now, what I wish should win would be Don't Look Up. One of my favorite movies of the year, one of the funniest, probably the funniest movie of the year, if not of the past several years. And we've talked about it on this show, just, you know, really hitting the zeitgeist just right with uh, making fun of just practically everybody in America. So I really love that movie. But I wouldn't be surprised also if you guys, like you guys said, if Licorice Pizza win, because, you know, PTA definitely has a big fan base within the Academy. Though, honestly, I'm kind of done with PTA. I don't think he's made a good movie in a long time. I don't know what – I just don't like his movies anymore. I don't know. They just don't really appeal to me. So I'll say this, Tommy. Personally, I felt this movie connected me more to the PTA of Boogie Nights and Magnolia than, say – the, the master or the phantom thread. I didn't, I couldn't get into those films very much either. I loved there will be blood, but for me, this was a little bit closer to his older work. I personally thought, right. I agree. Which makes, yeah. I agree, but it's a little, I don't know. It's just, for me, it's unrelated. It is better. It is more boogie nights than it is. Like, um, I can't think of all of his movies here recently. I'm not going to do names. Cause like the master. Yeah. The uh, master um, or those ones that Nathan were saying. But I will say, if something comes out of this conversation, let's bring waterbeds back. Like, I want one of those puppies. <laughs> no. No, you don't. <laughs> no. I, we're not, I'll, right. well, I've mind. seen one of those, like, explode and go everywhere. It's a mess. I've always wanted okay. one. Off that, let's go to the next category. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, good time to jump up. Jump out to the next one. We're going to go. Uh, we're going to change it up, and we're going to best live-action short. Now... I don't. I haven't really heard of any of these. Let's see if anybody else has. So we have the long goodbye, Ayla Kachu, take and run, the dress, on my mind, and please hold. So Gabe, what do you think? You really win? hitting me first you with think this? Win. You're first, man. First one. That's up. fair. I want to see heard... what name you like the best, Gabe. You said you yeah, picked the I mean, on I'm going to go with the name <laughs> that I like the best. No, but I've heard the long goodbye is the way to go here. So I'm going to go the long goodbye and long goodbye. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Matt, what about you? Well, I don't know if Gabe even knows this, but the long goodbye has Riz Ahmed, his buddy from uh, Sound of Metal. Yep. He wrote and, and starred in it. Awesome. And I think it's going to win. Um, it is really good. And, and honestly... All of these are worth your time. They're all under 40 minutes, with exception to On My Mind, which I thought, I was like, why is this even nominated? It's about a dude who wants to sing a karaoke song and the bartender won't let him. And there's a little more to it than that, but <laughs> it's not great. Um, Please Hold is kind of funny, but it's like, um, did you guys see Two Perfect Strangers last year? It was kind of like the time loop short with the yeah, guy who yeah. kept getting arrested and killed. It's in that same vein, but it's about Similar. the justice system, but it's got the same vibe to it. Um, take and run is my personal favorite. And that's kind of what I would like to win. It's about a girl who is kidnapped and forced into marriage. And I, I don't know if they even say the country, but somewhere in, you know, like near India. And it's just, 
thought it was really powerful. And the dress is also very powerful. It's about a, a woman, uh, a little person who has never been on a date and she gets a date and she's trying to find the perfect dress to wear to like impress this guy. And it's kind of depressing, nice. um, but nice. it's, it's very good as well. Yep. Isn't the dress right. the second? All right. Uh, anyway, so, that's why we bring Matt, everybody. Yeah, Matt, Matt <laughs> knows his uh, live action shorts. He knows the short films well. So, uh, Wes, what about you? Who do you, who do you think is going to win and who do you think should win? Well, this is one of those categories that uh, it's where you, you get up and go get the Oscar snack or <laughs> take a nap or, right. or whatever. This is why they're cutting it. <laughs> <laughs> because of you, Wes. Yeah, yes, people exactly. like you. Exactly. Uh, I'm just going to – I'll just have to take a look at the odds and just say, well, I guess the long, long goodbye. goodbye is probably going to yeah. win. Who do I want to win? I, I don't really care. Whoever that is is worth it. Honestly, the long goodbye sounded pretty good to me, guys. I, I think it not only will win, I think it should win. <laughs> I think you're just following me. But let's let's see how this tracks. And Nathan, what about you? I think the long goodbye will win, and it is very good. I think that for me, the one I'd like to see win is the dress. It was very pointy. It was very well done. And it, to uh, Matt's point, they all are pretty good shorts on my mind is not quite in the he's right it's not in the quite same category as the others that seem to have a little bit more to say please hold it's just a lot of fun but i do think uh, the long goodbye is really good all of these though this is an area where even though it may not have a vested interest i think what's interesting about it is these will be out there probably very shortly for everyone to see and there's right. something new that people haven't seen and i do that idea that some of the up-and-coming filmmakers start out here something to pay attention to and and definitely i think pay attention to the dress it was it was excellent yeah, and I think uh, our, our audience is probably catching on of why we brought on Nathan and Matt, because they've actually seen this stuff. And they're probably like, has these Real Talk guys seen any of these movies? And uh, no, we have not. I've seen two of the animated shorts coming up. Whenever we Gabe has that. probably seen more than uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I haven't seen any of these uh, short films or a lot of these. So, in other, just in other words, Real Talk couldn't have done this episode alone. <laughs> no, we had, to, we had to bring in uh, help. <laughs> we we're, we're making call Nathan Matt. We had to bring in the the, bring the, in big, the big guns, guns here. All right. So next we've got best documentary short, and the nominees are we have Lead Me Home, Three Songs for Benazir, When We Were Bullies, Audible, and The Queen of Basketball. So Matt, what do you think is going to win, and what do you think should win? So I'll just give a, a very quick synopsis of these because you can't really tell by name. So Audible is about a deaf football team. It was great. It was fine. The cinematography was way better than a documentary short deserved. Uh, Lead Me Home is about the homeless crisis in America. You got introduced to some of the people and the reason that they're homeless, but it didn't offer up any solutions. So it felt like it didn't really like pick up any ground on like solving the crisis. Uh, the Queen of Basketball, this is what I think will win. And it was my favorite of them. Um, it's about this woman who was a basketball star in the, the 60s or 70s, and she is just a ball of personality. And she's just so much fun to listen to her reminisce and talk about her dominating on the basketball court. Uh, Three Songs for Benzer is about an Afghani man who has no options but to work in the poppy fields um, to basically, you know, make heroin. And then the last one, when we were bullies, I thought it was a super cool concept. This guy went back to his fifth grade class and he interviewed them all about this bullying incident to get to see how their mind had changed over the past like 30 or 40 years. I thought it was a cool concept, but I just thought like he was really stretching to grab something that wasn't there. 
So to me, the queen of basketball was the most fun of those. So that's what I want to win. Nice. I'm glad you went through those because I haven't seen any of them. So, Nathan, what about you? Have you seen any of these? And if you have, you can give us your favorites and what do you think is going to win? Yeah, I'm actually going to echo Matt on this. I think he's right that the documentary shorts here, I did several. They're all fine. Not many of them jump to the fore, except for the Queen of Basketball. And he's right. Uh, Lucia Harris in this move in this film, it's about 22 minutes long. I think she has a big outsized personality, and it's great to see them sort of casting a spotlight on her. I know Shaquille O'Neal is a producer on this, has helped kind of uh, bring this about, and it, it's it's really interesting it's really fun to watch and it's uh i think it's also a well due time to to give her give her the spotlight so that would be what i think is going to win and i also think it's what should win nice all right well now let's bring in the real talk guys who have no idea about any of these so we have <laughs> Gabe. what do you think is gonna win man I'm going three songs for Ben Benazir, and I have no idea why. It's just that's what other people are saying should win. And then for for what I think should win, because I like Matt and Nathan, I'm going to go the queen of basketball because I value their opinion. <laughs> Thanks, Gabe. I like that. All right. Yeah, thank you. What, Wes, what about you, man? you have any uh, opinions on these films? Have you seen them? Didn't he literally just do this category? <laughs> he picks the long goodbye. That, yeah, the, the long goodbye. Isn't this the same category? Like, what? A, what is this again? <laughs> Documentary. Short. What episode are we on? Yeah. Well, I, I'll just go with what Nathan said. I'm going to go the Queen of Basketball. It, I want it to win. Like, I, I just if it doesn't win, <laughs> I might just disappear. <laughs> And you know what, man, because uh, you know, I'm just a yes man. I just follow the lead. I'm going with that, too. Yeah, so, there we go. Queen, we, we just queen, led you all astray, possibly. Queen, queen of basketball. Sounds great. I like great. that I'm the only one different with the – I forgot what I said. Something about Benazir. Um, Benazir. Three songs he, he Benazir. the one word that he doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I picked the not queen of basketball movie. <laughs> he knows the words three songs and four, and he said the one yeah, Benazir. <laughs> Gabe, Gabe isn't it that that medicine that like when you're itchy you take it and it makes you go to sleep? You know, uh, y'all y'all are teasing me, but I watched a bunch of the animated shorts, all the animated films, and all the main stuff, but I didn't venture into this category. I didn't, you know, I have kids. Okay. Sorry, I guys. Got some good news, man. I got some good right. news. Now we're into. The best animated short. Yes. I feel like it is pretty much the other nominees again because I don't really know what any of these are. But here are the nominees, and Gabe, we're going to go with you first, man. So we have Robin Robin, Affairs of the Art, Bestia, Box Ballot, and The Windshield Wiper. So, Gabe, as the resident animated short expert of Real Talk, what do you think is going to win and what do you think should win? Robin, 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 Robin. And I know I just said it four times. Wait, what? Robin Robin should win, and oh, Robin okay. Robin will you win? And so that was really confusing. But it's it's super cute. <laughs> you should watch it. You can easily watch it on Disney Plus, I think. That's on Netflix, I think. Netflix, Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. I don't know my streaming services, but it's it's cute, and it should win, and and will win. That's all I have to say about that. I'm curious, what's the other one you saw? 
Um, no, that's all I've seen. <laughs> okay. Really, I've only seen one. <laughs> so, well, we've got some great experts here at Real Talk. Only I'm looking best. through it. I'm like, I thought I saw two, and I'm like, nope, it's just Robin Robin. Maybe it's because it's said Robin they didn't imagine why you have their own show next year. <laughs> like, I watched all the other things. <laughs> all right, Matt, what about you, man? Well, actually, I want to hear what Nathan says first, because I feel like I've gone through all these shorts, and he seems to have seen them all as well. So I'm going to pass right, to him first. Nathan, go, man. Okay, well, I I do think that Robin Robin will win. And it is very good. It's very cute. It's even a Christmas short, and it's uh, I think Ardman Studios has evolved in it. Uh, I liked it quite a bit. The other animation shorts, though, are also very good. My personal pick, though, is excruciatingly dark. It's called Bestia. It's a uh, Chilean animated film, stop motion. In fact, last year, my best horror film of the year was a Chilean animated film called The Wolf House. It also kind of dealt with Chile's just very uh, dramatic and and, and troubled uh, history. And this does the same, but it is nightmarish and it even goes into some david lynchian territory but it deals with uh, we go inside the mind of one of the secret police she's a female and but she's a little stop motion character whose face is she just looks like blank porcelain you know she has uh like a a face drawn on the front but there's never any emotion that you see there but as you delve into what has happened i mean you're you're taught we're talking about torture and interrogation and violence against women by women trained by this woman and it's just it's very dark but it's also very powerful that would be my pick uh, only because i think it was it was the one that affected me the most of the of the choices there and you know and that was very much do that right and i agree with everything you said i'm going with best you too <laughs> so um i i you know i don't think probably a lot of the audience is going to be watching that one um that is definitely the darkest of the group and this is a really bad joke, but they really should. They shortened the name. It should have been Bestiality because there's a scene in that where I was, I just watched it and I thought somebody spent a week of their life animating this scene that is making everybody's stomach turn. And it's very yeah, dark. It's it is very, dark. very dark. Uh, um, I don't know if I want that to win now. Yeah. So now I, Robin Robin was cute, but it wasn't any better than any other animated short that I saw. So my pick that is going to win is the windshield wiper. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I didn't get it. It's just, uh, it's all these people that are expressing love in different ways. And you're kind of like a fly on the wall. There's not like really narration. It's just kind of people doing things. Um, and it's yeah. animated it like a nice. scanner darkly. Yeah. If I don't know if you all have seen that movie. Yeah. Um, I rotoscoped. Yeah. yeah. Rotoscoped. Um, so I think that one will win. Um, my favorite art style was box ballet. I just, I thought it looked the best, but I didn't care for the story. And my favorite story was Affairs of the Art. I loved the, the narration on it, but I hated the art style. So I, <laughs> I'm i just going to go with Windshield Wiper should win and will win. But every other one had another reason that I liked it and another reason that I didn't like it. So I don't. Well, since Matt like and Nathan talked about like their favorite animated short, I'll tell you guys a little bit Rob, about Robin Robin. It's about a, a little Robin that goes in and takes like little random Christmas items and brings them back to this little rat layer. It's, it's really cute. It's got a good message. Um, it's the only one I've seen a lot about seeing too. It it's the only one you can watch with your kids, by the way. It's the only one I can watch with my sure. kids. And it was on before a show, I feel like, or one of them just clicked on it. Um, and we were like, Oh, that was cute. Um, so you should yeah. vote for that. 
Gabe, it looks like Armageddon the... animation. Yeah, you left out the. You said it's about a bird who's picking up stuff, but it's a bird who was raised by mice. Yeah, that's like. But they the, go back the to the mice layer. Who's the mice layer? Don't they collect things in the mice layer? Or well, the, it... the mice are always trying to find houses to to collect, you know, get food and and things, and then the the bird goes out on its own. And of course, you know, the bad guy's a cat because cat's always a bad guy in the animated movie. Yeah. Like every time. All right, real quick. I'm just going to jump in here and get Wes's because we got to get the hell out of these. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, this is starting to get to a dead zone. I don't know if anybody's listening anymore. We got to get what out of here. What you guys are doing? You guys are doing great. I tried to go edgy categories. and liven it up. <laughs> Wes, tell us real fast so we get the hell out of here. Yeah, I, somebody, somebody said something about that bestiality movie or, or something. Yeah. Like All right. Bestiality. Sounds good. Yeah, no, let's go no. with that. Let's go with it. All right, we're done with those. We're never talking about them again. If anybody brings those up the rest of the night, uh, you will be muted. Um, so next we have best visual effects. Now we're into some fun stuff again. Woo, thank God. All right, the nominees are No Time to Die, Spider-Man No Way Home, Shang-Chi, and The Legend of the Ten Rings, Free Guy, and then Dune. Wes, let's lead you off first, man. Who do you think should win, and what do you think will win? I mean, probably a lock of the night. You have to go with Dune when it comes to a lot of the technical awards because it was absolutely astounding what they were able to do. So not only do I think it's it's going to blow the other category away, I, uh, the other nominees in the category away, I think it is going to win, and I want it to win. So. Yeah, and I'll just jump right in. I agree with you, Wes. I think Dune, this is definitely one of the locks of the night. I think Dune's going to run the table on these technical awards, kind of like what Mad Max Fury Road did that one year, where I think they won like five uh, awards from all the technical stuff. So I think this is the start of Dune uh, having a great night in those technical nominees or those technical awards. So, Nathan, what are your thoughts? I'm the same. Dune should win. I think Dune will win, and it's a such... These these films like this, they're so big and they're so difficult to bring in, particularly when you're talking about a world that doesn't exist. But it made it seem real and plausible in a way that is difficult. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think they did a great job of, you know, kind of having a lot of CGI, but having some practical effects, having that practical sets really helped it a lot, too. Gabe, what are your thoughts? I know you're not a big Dune fan. Are you going something different? Dune is going to sweep all the technical awards, just like Robin Robin should sweep the animated short. <laughs> no, Dave, I told you, I'm not talking you about killed. that again. Someone's giving him some money to say this over and over again. He's getting some <laughs> kickback. Arden <laughs> sent him a check. Golly, the short. Uh, anyway, all right. We're not talking about that anymore, Gabe. <laughs> Matt, Matt, what about you, man? Yeah, I mean, we're it, it, we're all on the same page, Dune. And for me, the reason it's going to win is because if you didn't know, like, it feels real. Like, Spider-Man has more special effects in it, and they're very well done, but it looks like a video game. Same with Free Guy. Right. But yeah, Dune but... looks like it could... Especially like, that, Free Guy. <laughs> yeah, especially Free Guy. It looks yeah. tangible. It, it feels, feels like it was supposed it, yeah. to be like that. I'm not sure. Yeah, both. And I'd say Dune and No Time to Die both feel like there's a lot of CGI in it, but it doesn't feel like there's a lot of CGI in it. Yeah. I don't understand the No Time to Die visual effects one. I mean, to me, I don't think you remember that many visual effects it had. It had some good action scenes. I thought that was actually one of the weakest parts of the movie was its action scenes. It seems to me kind of like, hey, this is Daniel Craig's last film. We've got to give it some nominees. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't stand a chance. Dude. Yeah, but there's no argument. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. 
All right. So next category, we've got best sound. So if you all remember, they actually uh, joined the best sound mixing and best sound editing into one category. So now it's just best sound. Um, nobody knew the difference between the two anyway, and now nobody really even knows this one either. So it really doesn't matter. So we have uh, we have no time to die, power of the dog, Belfast, Dune, and West Side Story. So I'll go first. I think uh, Dune's gonna win. Like we talked about, I think they're gonna sweep a lot of these technical wars. The the sound was really good in Dune. I saw it in IMAX, and like just all the sound was just overwhelming. It was a really immersive experience. And I think that's one of the reasons why I love the movie so much is because I saw it in that great setting with the amazing sound in the picture. So yeah, I've got to go with Dune for sure. Matt, what do you think? What do you think is going to win? Dune as well. Um, I, I, I have a home theater like surround sound at home and that's where I watched it on HBO and it sounded great. Um, the only one for me that gives it a run again is no time to die. And I say that because when I'm sitting in my chair and I hear like bullets ricocheting behind me or the helicopter fly overhead, it's very immersive, but I feel like Dune is just such a standout for all of the technical stuff that it's just going to get every one of these awards. And I think, you know, I think this conversation is actually kind of, uh, enlightening, for people that are like, how do, how do you think these are going to win? Because I feel like people in the academy are literally just having the same conversation as we are. You know, yeah. a lot of these people aren't sound experts. Very few are. So they're just thinking of how we're doing it. Well, it sounded great to me, so I think that's what's going to win. <laughs> yeah. But it's <laughs> really? but, but on, with this one, and I'll just go next, it's pretty yeah. it's pretty clear what's the best. Like, like Dune. It's yeah. I mean, like I mean, I think all five of us are gonna say Dune. And then if I had to go next, it would be No Time to Die. And then if I had to go next, it would be West Side Story. So it's like yeah. it's pretty but like simplistic. What's up with this Belfast pick? That is weird. Uh, there is some like fighting and stuff, but I mean, like I guess one fact- scene of like a tank rolling. That, no, that's an awful. Yeah, I, I, what I, the I, heck? Yeah, it's just where you had your nomination. <laughs> Maybe they just wanted to give it bit. some extra nominee. Yeah, yeah. I think right. So. Wow. All right. Nathan, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, it Dune. And for for all the reasons that were said, I think it will win. I think it should win. For, from the very moment, the first sound you hear with that deep, guttural, alien voice that just sort of shakes you oh, out of your complacency. Awesome. And it launches you into... Here's the thing. It's funny because we're talking about these awards. We're saying Dune will sweep all these awards. and But, you know, we've talked about screenplay. We've talked about acting. All those things are important for a film to be successful, but all of these elements we're talking about that are meticulous and specific, they're also what makes a great film. And so you're looking at this and it's almost like, well, here's the other potential best picture of the year, but you know, it's not artistic enough maybe for right. us. I think, yeah. And it's like, Dune has a major sport. And I've thought about that for a while. I was like, Dune could be in the right. I almost think they're waiting to see if they do kind of like a Lord of the Rings return of the King. And can they land part two? Yeah. And if yeah. they can land and then they'll part be forced two, to give it to it. Dan, they'll be forced. Yeah, it's kind of like this is what always sure. happens to science fiction and fantasy. I've been seeing this same song and dance for yeah. decades upon decades. We gotta, you can't. We'll give it to you, but it's gotta be on your fourth try. Yeah. <laughs> what, Wes? What about you? Movie sound good. Me pick Dune. <laughs> That's, uh, he, he gets it. That's the type of uh, you That's know, the type of depth. expert analysis we give you at Real Talk. We give you here, guys. <laughs> we're we're all into the <laughs> details. 
Seriously, how many how many listeners and followers of our show have we lost tonight? A lot. A lot. Like we just, all of them. But hey, that benefits Phantom Galaxy and Lost Art of Podcasts because they're <laughs> yeah. all going to head over that way. They're yeah. all head over there. Well, once we got in that that death spiral of those short films, I don't know what the hell that <laughs> don't was. Don't keep bringing it up. <laughs> Yeah, let's not ever talk about that again. I don't ever want to think back to that segment. Um, anyway, all right. Best production design. Here are the nominees. We have Nightmare Alley, Tragedy of Macbeth, Power of the Dog, West Side Story, and Dune. So, Gabe, who do you think will win and who do you think should win? Yeah, this is another one where I feel like I'm just biding for second place. Uh, Dune, Dune. But I think um, if I had Nightmare Alley, could win second yeah. best. But it's Dune, Dune for me. Okay. Dune should and Dune, Dune will. So I'm gonna cha- I'm gonna go, but I'm gonna change it up a little bit. So I do think Dune is gonna win. I think it's gonna win quite easily, honestly, because uh, it did have great production. But honestly, I think Nightmare Alley should win. Like I just love the production design of Nightmare Alley so much. From the intro, first half of the movie, which was all the circus um, area, and then it, when it switched to the the more big city Buffalo setting, and I just love Kate Blanchett's. You know, I, her lo- I love this. Was amazing. Yeah, it's a you great mean, movie. It I just seems love like setting. I mean, it's my second favorite by far, but it's like. So that's know. what I, I would vote for. So, Nathan, what about you? Who do you think will win, and what should win? I think I think Dune will win. I do think Dune should win, but I'm right there with you. Nightmare Alley looked so great. And, you know, yeah, we talked about is this sort of a remix, you know, this movie was previously made. But if you're going to remake Nightmare Alley, which was honestly, I think, stronger at its hour and 40-some minute running time in the black and white film. If you're going to remake it, get Del Toro to do it and put it in color, make it look like this. This movie looks so good, that's almost reason enough for it to exist. Right. It's oh yeah. The the just the uh, detail and just how immaculately it's put together. I agree a hundred percent. Wes, uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I I really like what you said about Nightmare Alley, and uh, you almost it almost makes me want to root for it to win. I don't think it will. I, I again, I think Dune will will take it here, but almost want nightmare alley to win i really did enjoy the movie and it looked fantastic and not too many movies looked like that this year it had a a great kind of it was it's kind of weird it was like a a clean really clean look but also really gritty at the same time i i don't know it's very hard to explain um but yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with dune uh to win and i'll i'm gonna change my mind to nightmare alley i wish would yeah, no, I, I agree. That's yeah, I, I think you're right on right on the west of like that's just a very particular type of look and Gilmore Del Toro just did such a great job with that. So Matt, what are your thoughts? Um I'm in total agreement. Dune will win. Uh Nightmare Alley looked incredible. Um I also think though the tragedy of Macbeth, even though I thought the movie yeah. was so boring, it looked really really good awesome. and i also think west side story looked really awesome yeah it did yeah. Uh, they're all great did. looking movies yeah that's a great I, I category like Dune, yeah this to me this is the hardest one even if i don't love the movie i mean like tragedy of Macbeth kind of looks like an old one of those like nosferatu or something one of those yeah. old german expressionist films absolutely uh, yeah i don't know I, i'm going dune but i'd be happy if any of them except power of the dog one 
I'm glad you brought up West Side Story there, Matt. That was nice of you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, it, it, it did. And it looked great, too. Yeah, Power of the Dog, another one of these, like, how did that get nominated? Uh, don't, don't agree with that one. But all the others. The production design Patrick. is just this, the mountains in the background. They were there. Yeah. Nobody just designed. outside. <laughs> They're like in a barn. The out, the, yeah. They outside. made some saddles, guys. Come on. Oh, they did make that whip. Or whatever road, he's doing, yeah. the whole the movie whip or rope or whatever he's doing. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. That movie's so overrated. Anyway, we'll get to that. Next, we have Best Original Song. So the nominees are No Time to Die, Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, Be Alive, we got Beyonce and Darius Scott, Dos Orgaritas, we got Lynn Manuel Miranda, Down to Joy, Van Morrison, and Somehow You Do, Diane Warren. So I'm going to go first, and I think No Time to Die is going to win. Even though it's not even that good of a song, honestly, and I don't think any of these songs are very good at all, but a lot of times they just go with, well, what do we think is either the biggest name or the hottest movie or whatever? So I think they like Billy, and it's James Bond is Daniel Craig's last one, so I think that's going to win. And honestly, I don't really like any of them, so I think I guess it should win very half-heartedly there. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, no time to die. Um, I I kind of agree. Like none of these songs really left an impression on me. And like the Encanto song, that isn't even the best song in that movie. So uh, I yeah, I don't know the wrong one. I have a I have a hot take when we when it gets to my turn. <laughs> but I will say, go, so, man. Yeah, well, hold on. One more thing, oh. I was gonna say that four four good days is a movie with Glenn Close and Mila Kunis. The the song that's nominated is in the closing credits. I watched the whole movie. It it's like a lifetime movie. It was fine. But it's like, how did what this is even? That movie? It's about Mila Kunis is Glenn Close's daughter, and she's a drug addict, and it's just about the struggles. And, and I mean, it it is pretty powerful, but it's kind of like sugar coated. I mean, literally like a lifetime movie. And I'm like, how did this song get up? The song's not good. Someone's like, mom knows. works for the Academy. It has to be. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. Anyway, Gabe, sorry, go ahead. So, Gabe, go I, with your hot take. So my hot take from Encanto, surface pressure, and we don't talk about Bruno. We're literally both one and two on the Billboard top like 100 for like, what'd you say? For like two weeks in a row or three weeks in a row. And it's the first time that it ever occurred. And neither one of them were nominated for best song. Those are the best two songs on the thing. <laughs> so I'm not going to vote no. for Dos Orgaritas. I don't even, my kids <laughs> sing those songs nonstop. And they sing We Don't Talk About Bruno and Surface Pressure. And I can sing them both. But so I go with this stupid No Time to Die song, and I don't even think it's that good. But that's what it's should. It's not very good at all. So what? What? Um, my my opinion is what should what will win is No Time to Die. What should win is two songs from Encanto that aren't even on this living list. Yeah, that's a total miss. I don't know how they screw that up. Uh, typical Academy, they don't know what they're doing when it comes to that. So good, yeah, good points, Gabe. Really appreciate that, Nathan. What are your thoughts? I, I concur that I don't know why surface pressure is not on this list. In, the, in that case, it would be the one I think should win. Uh, no time to die will win. And because Van Morrison's on here, <laughs> Van Morrison should win. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't heard from him in a while. And this song was fine. It was a Belfast song. It was, it was fine. These songs are always so bad. Like, uh, I can't. They, <laughs> this category is always awful. Wes, what are your thoughts? I know you're a big uh, Dan Ward fan, so are you going to go with that one? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually – I mean, all these songs suck. Um, <laughs> all of them. Yeah, all of them. I, 
you know, I, I, I hope that No Time to Die can win at least one award. Obviously, I was a, a big fan of that movie this past year. Um, it's definitely not Adele's Skyfall song. It's really not even the Spectre no. song that Sam Smith came and that uh, that came up with it. That wasn't really all that good either. It's but not even Die Another Day. It's not, yeah. <laughs> it's not even oh, uh, Macarena, you know, by... by oh, my gosh. gosh. But anyway, Mambo number five. It's not Mambo number five. But, I mean, I, I, I hope that can at least take this category. Um, I am with you guys. I'm really surprised that this song from Encanto was nominated when, I mean, the other songs, I was, I, I listened to Spotify quite often and I went to see, all right, well, like, what are some of the top songs right now? And Encanto was like dominating, you know, what the top to? 10 or 15. There was, I think, maybe three songs from it. And uh, the ones that were the most popular is not this one. So I guess I, I want, Billy Eilish to win with her whispering singing, but uh, not too enthused about this category either. Yeah, that's, that's well said, guys. I think uh, we hit it right on the the money there. So back all right, to that Billy, animated oh. short column. No, we ain't going there. We never going back to that. <laughs> that. That category belongs in hell. So <laughs> we have best original score. <laughs> the nominees are Dune, Encanto. Don't look up, parallel mothers, and the power of the dog. So Nathan, what do you think's gonna win, and what do you think should win? Dune and Dune. <laughs> that easy, right? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. why well, that theme song? If you look at all of those films, there really that theme music is the only one that kind of still sticks in my head and my really head. complimented the film. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, I think Dune. Will win. I think it should win. It's a great uh, music score. Hans Zimmer's one of our best, and he—I he, think he's only won once, if I'm correct. I think he's only won for The Lion King, which is crazy. I could be wrong on that, but he needs to win again. Uh, so I think he should win and will win. Wes, what are your thoughts? I'm also going with Mr. Uh, Hans Bomp Zimmer. I think <laughs> that's a really good, uh, really good score he came up with. I, I'm a little Bomb. surprised to see No Time to Die here. I know that they they slightly alter the Bond song, you know, the Bond theme song with the different renditions for different movies and everything. But, I mean, for the last few, it's pretty much sounded the same. So I think this is another one. It's like, oh, well, let's just let's nominate it for something. So, uh, yeah, I. That just an observation there, but yeah, gonna go with Dune, and and you can never go wrong with with Mr. Bomb Zimmer. Yeah, Bomb Zimmer, he's always good. And, and I another uh, musical I really liked was the Don't Look Up. That's a really good one. I did too. Trail. Yeah, Power of the Dog. Johnny Greenwood, he's he could win. Yeah. I don't. I mean, it was okay, but I didn't love it. Uh, Gabe, what are your thoughts? I think the Power of the Dog. I I agree with you. I mean, it's an it's an okay score though. Like, I mean, I wouldn't be that angry um but i like don't look up and doing the best as well and if i had to pick like i agree with nathan like the only one that sticks in my head is dune so dune. yeah got that dune should and will matt what are your thoughts dune and dune it's the same thing like the other four i can't think <laughs> of what the scores are i can remember dune, the don't look up but i can't like hum it i can remember it yeah it had a cool like jazz element to it but yeah, yeah don't um 
Yeah, that's the one. Dune really sticks out. That's kind of a Hans Zimmer specialty. You know, he makes him so vibrant and so in your face that you almost have to remember. But like I said, he hasn't won in a long time, and he's one of the the most well-known, most influential, best composers. He definitely deserves another win. So, all right, next we have best makeup and hairstyling. We have The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Coming to America, Cruella, House of Gucci, and Dune. Gabe, let's go with you first, man. What do you think is going to win? What do you think should win? Makeup and hairstyling. I think The Eyes of Tammy Faye is going to win. But, boy, I like Cruella and House of Gucci. So, eh, which way am I going to go? Which way am I going to go? I'm going to go. Um, I just want to give Cruella some love because I love that flick. I think Cruella should win. But Eyes of Tammy Faye is going to win. Yeah, yeah good picks there. Nathan, what are your thoughts? I'm in complete agreement with what uh, Gabe just said. Eyes of Tammy Faye will win. Cruella would be my my pick, though. The movie surprised me, and I think 70% of the reason the movie exists, just like with Nightmare Alley, is just to have those great costumes and makeup and the hairstyles. It's, you know, uh, I haven't seen a movie depend so much upon those elements since, like, a Tim Burton film. So, yeah, yeah. Cruella. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree completely. And I'll, I'll say the same thing. I wouldn't be upset if Doom won at all. Uh I think Eyes of Tammy Faye is going to win. That's my gut telling, but I would really like it if either Dune or Corella won. Oh, I'm man, really, I'd I'm be with pumped you. if Corella won an award. Yeah, Corella was – I thought that was one of the best parts of the movie, and I, I really liked that movie. Just a good, fun uh, adventure comedy, and that would be a lot of fun if it won. Wes, what are your thoughts? I was amazed, and on a serious note, I was really amazed about the the makeup in the eyes of Tammy Faye, and not just because of Jessica Chastain, but because of all of the characters and how much they look like their real life counterparts. Vincent D'Onofrio looks amazing true. in the film, and I I really think it should win. Now, the Cruella, I actually wound up enjoying that movie too, and it does have great. Um, makeup and the hairstyles and, and stuff like that that was in it it was a much more kind of a flashy cartoon type of makeup and hairstyling uh but the eyes of tammy faye was just so realistic and it fit the movie perfectly what did so, jessica chastain look like at the screening did she look like tammy faye or was she like just normal jessica chastain looking no just to come to talk to us peasants like this she they had her whole normal self they didn't they didn't put her through all that makeup and stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know if they dressed her up for the, the premiere, you know? I didn't know Jessica what they did. Jessica character. Um, from, actually, from the moment that she became that character, she just lived her she, life. She did it's, as Tammy Faye. Looks she like now Tammy Faye. On her ad. Yeah. I always thought when you became somebody in a movie, you're them until your next movie. Is that not how it goes? That's no. exactly it. I, I Christian possibly. Bell. All right. Uh, <laughs> he, stayed, anyway. he stayed 90 pounds until he buffed up with muscle for Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, Matt, you go. You go. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys realize this, but in Coming to America, there were like six people that Eddie Murphy played. You all probably didn't realize it was all Eddie Murphy, but all those people were Eddie Murphy. Did you all know that? I just started to assume that everybody in Eddie Murphy's movies are Eddie Murphy because no one else will star <laughs> with too. him. Yeah, people yeah. are like, I don't want to be in this movie anymore. <laughs> no, I, uh, Eyes of Tammy Faye should win. In the world, yeah. <laughs> Coming to America was not great. But thank you for getting Coming to America 2 into the conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was feeling left out. I'm yeah. glad you did that, Matt. That's a good pick. 
Uh, all right, so guys, next, moving on. We've got some big heavy hitters coming up. So best film editing, and we talked about this earlier, where this is one of those categories that historically has been kind of a harbinger of whatever wins this, not all the time, but a lot of times will win best picture. So the nominees include Dune, Power of the Dog, King Richard, Don't Look Up, and Tick, Tick, Boom. So, Nathan, start with you. What do you think will win, and what do you think should win? I think Dune will win. I think it should win. Now, Cower the Dog could do an upset here, I guess. But, I mean, if you're really talking truly the best film editing, hands down, Dune. And I think that some of the other movies in this category are perfectly fine. There are other ones I can think of that maybe had better film editing. But even if those movies were here, Dune's still the winner as far as I'm concerned. Gabe, what are your thoughts? Dune, but I, I I second everything Nathan said. Tick Tick Boom was edited really cool. If you didn't watch yeah. that movie, like I think that the way that that weaves in and out of the story and goes back and forth, like, is really neat. Um, That'd be King my number Rich, two here. That would be my number yeah. two, and then Power of the Dog would be my number three, and Don't Look Up at four, and King Richard number five. I don't really understand why that's there, but um, Dune, easy. All right, Wes, what about you? This is a tough category because I feel like the power of the dog might take this one. Yes. Although I think that Dune probably should. So I guess I'll go with that pick. I'm going to say power of the dog and uh, I wish Dune would win. Well, Wes, I think it's, yeah, it's a good point. It's kind of one of those. Do you think is power of the dog? Does it have a lot of support? And is that going to carry on through the best picture? I kind of think if, Power of the Dog wins Best Editing, it's winning Best Picture. Yeah, and I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of what I'm betting on. So that's why I went with that. Although I think I think Dune is is probably the favorite. But yeah. again, it's going to get a bunch of other technical awards. And then when we come down to this, it's like, OK, well, is Power of the Dog going to win Best Picture or is it not? And if I'm thinking that it's going to, that's why I kind of am picking it in this particular category. Yeah, I, I'm going with what you're thinking. I'm, I think Power of the Dog's going to win. There's very possibility of a Dune upset. And, and if I, what I want to win is Dune, though. I think that should win. And I think it has great editing. But Power of the Dog probably going to win that category. But it's going to be close, I think. Matt, I think the film politics thoughts? could upset that a little. Yeah, yeah go yeah. Yeah, expand on that, Nathan. What do you mean? Uh, well, in the sense that, uh, you know, there is that element that power, you remember how they always tried to shut out the streaming films. Now, everything's streaming, but Power of the Dog being the Netflix kind of streaming option. Dune is the only like it's one of the movies that actually was released in a the theater. Yes, it was on HBO Max at the same time, but it's also one of the few that was actually that actually made money. You know, West Side Story is right. big. It was only released in the theater, but it wasn't that big of a hit. I know these things shouldn't matter, but they kind of do. So uh, my thought would be, hey, let's throw. Film editing a, uh, a dune a bone and give it film editing and then we'll just lock it out of best picture and go with right, the power of the right, dog. Right. Yeah, I think there's a lot of I politics like that. going on. I mean, that's the thing about the Academy Awards. It's really not even about the best movies or best anything. It's a lot about who's the favorite of that year or the trends and a lot of the politics of it. So I think that's a really good point, Nate. I think that could definitely happen. What would be interesting is you know Netflix has put so much money into getting a best picture and they are really the number one driving force right now of spending a lot of money to try to get best picture, try to get, I mean, that's why they made power of the dog. That's why they made 
uh, you know, Roma a few years ago. They don't care about that, really. It doesn't drive their subscriptions. They just want that, you know, hardware. It's going to be really interesting again if they do that and they can't, they still can't get it. So just something to, to watch out for. Matt, what well, are your thoughts on this? So of all of these, the one that the editing that stands out the most to me is Tick, Tick, Boom. So that is actually um, what I think will win and what should win. But I also think that Don't Look Up had really good editing because to me, it was one of the funniest movies of the year. And if the editing isn't right, the movie, the jokes don't land right. So I, I think that's probably why that was edited because it was so laugh out loud funny. But I don't know. I just Tick, Tick, Boom is the one that stood out to me as being the the most impressively edited. So that's what I'm going to go with. I like that movie quite a bit. I hope you're right. Yeah. All right. Good deal. So next, moving right along, we have Best Costume Design. Nominees are Nightmare Alley, Siriano, West Side Story, Cruella, and Dune. West, start out with you, man. Who do you think should win and what do you think will win? Well, where were we talking about, you know, Cruella and the and the look of it um, back with the hairstyling and makeup? I actually think the costumes were better than the hairstyling and the makeup. The costumes were fantastic in this movie. I think it will. I mean, Doom potentially is considered a, a favorite here as well or close to a favorite here. But I, I think Cruella definitely takes this and uh, it, it was definitely one of the highlights of the movie. Yeah, good picks. I, I agree. Cruella has some awesome costumes on that. Gabe, what are your thoughts? Uh, Cruella should and will, but Sierno and Nightmare Alley both had some pretty cool costumes. Actually, these all had good costumes, but Cruella's over the top. Um, unlike the animated shorts, I actually have seen all these. But let's go back to yeah. animated short conversation. No, I'm just no, kidding. Uh, Cruella, double Cruella. <laughs> I'm gonna so. I actually think West Side Story is going to win this one. I think it should win this one. So I think West Side Story has kind of that, you know, that perfect 50s look. And the Academy always loves when you go back in history on these. And so I was trying to figure out, all right, which ones are the historical ones? Siriano, not enough support. Nightmare Alley, really great, but not enough support. West Side Story has some support in the Academy. And I think, you know, because especially it harkens back to the original movie, uh, from the 60s, people see kind of the, the resemblance. I, I'm going to go with that one. Nathan, what are your picks? My pick would be I think Carrillo will win. I think it should win for all the reasons that were mentioned. This is one area in regards to West Side Story where I do agree with Matt. I love the movie, but I do think that it will – the fact that its costumes and everything, in some ways uh, Spielberg make, tries to make the movie look so much like the old film or at least like a film from that era – that uh, the costuming and all the great work that went into it could be seen as sort of a cover of a, of an adaptation, you know, sort of an adaptation, the cover right. of, of an older movie. And so that might limit its appeal because as Gabe pointed out, every single one of these movies has great costume design, but I think Cruella, it, it is flashier, but it, it's, it's dependent, depends upon those costumes. Yeah, so you're much. right. It's yeah. Dependent. The thing that Cruella has going for is literally the plot is there. It's about fashion. They're making, dresses and stuff so that really helps i think matt what are your thoughts so i'm going to give you guys a one sentence movie review and it's going to be my pick for what should and will win so you can figure out what it is the joker wears prada <laughs> what do you think it's cruella cruella it, oh yeah that's the... <laughs> it's the most standout by far of these um have you ever seen a dress that's made entirely of the garbage out of the back of a dump or of a garbage truck no you haven't 
and it looked incredible. It did. Except for that time I made my daughter's Halloween costume, but that's a different story. Whoa. I'm sure it looked awesome. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not a didn't happen. All right. So next we've got Best Cinematography. The nominees are Power of the Dog, West Side Story, Dune, Nightmare Alley, and The Tragedy of Macbeth. So, Matt, I'll start out with you, man. What do you think is going to win and what do you think should win? So to me, production design and cinematography, both of these, I, I would not be upset if any of them won. Um, I have Dune picked as will win and should win, but the cinematography was great in all of these. Um, so, yeah, no, they're, I will not be mad if any of them win, but Dune. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Wes, what are your thoughts? I mean, it's got to be Dune, right? I mean, the cinematography was amazing in this movie. Power of the Dog, actually really strong. I know... T-Man gave not the biggest fans of that movie. I think I liked it a little bit better than both of them. I still didn't yeah. love it. I did like it, but I thought the cinematography was definitely a highlight of it. So um, I would be cool with either of those two winning, but I, I do think that it, it's got to be Dune in this category. Yeah, I'll jump in. I think I think Dune is going to win. I think this is definitely one of the locks for it. I actually personally, I think West Side Story should win. That's and what I was going to say. Yeah, I think. All right. There you go. I think just the lighting of that movie is just so phenomenal. I think I think it's one of Spielberg's best directed movies. And I think the cinematography has a lot to do with it. Just the, the you know, his cinematographer, uh, Janusz Kaminski, can be can, he can overlight sometimes. Um, but I think it really works for West Side Story. So I really love that cinematography. That's what I would vote for. Gabe. All right. Add on to that. I think West Side Story, yeah, there's so many parts about the cinematography in West Side Story. Like, I think it made it better than the original. Like, so, but, so I actually agree, too. Like, I I actually had uh, West Side Story as my number one cinematography. Weirdly enough, I have Licorice Pizza as my number two. I love their weird running scenes. Like, I, I just love it. Um, but then Dune would be my number three. But Dune, so I think West Side Story should win, but Dune will win. Yeah, but same with me. Amazing, what about you? What Gabe said, love the weird running and licorice pizza. But yes, Dune will win. But I agree. I think West Side Story should win. And I think that, uh, you know, the, the the cinematography and Spielberg doing a musical, I'm pretty sure for the first time, uh, the, the way the choreography melded with the cinematography was, was perfect. I think it was one of his best shot films. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. All right, guys. All right. Glad we agree on West Side Story. Matt. I'm not going to hear from you on that yet. <laughs> nope. Sorry. I keep my mouth shut. <laughs> no, I'm joking, joking. All right. Next, we've got Best International Feature. The nominees are Worst Person in the World, The Hand of God, Flea, Lunana, A Yak in the Classroom, and Drive My Car. Gabe, start out with you, man. What do you think is going to win and what do you think should win? I'll speak for everybody. Drive my car, drive my car. <laughs> yeah, I'm can we just all agree, drive my car, drive my car? I'm good who with di- it. L- who disagrees? Yeah. Anybody? Well, is, I don't it's... disagree, but it is the least enjoyable of all of those movies. The other four are way better movies, I think, to the average viewer, but Drive My Car will win. Well, I mean, it's wow. pretty. It was nominated for Best Picture, so I think that's a big 
yeah. like alarm going off to say, hey, it's going <laughs> to at least win this. So wait well, a minute, yeah. Matt, Matt, yeah. you're telling it's me like, you watched Luana, a yak in the classroom? Oh, my God. It's a great yes, movie. Yeah. Let me tell you, of those of the five listed there, that's the one I think the most people would enjoy. And you, as stupid as that name is, you know what? That is a perfect name for that movie. I guess what it says on the tin. How can I watch Luana (laughs) back in the classroom? I the only thing I disagree with is I did find enjoyment drive my car, but I do agree with the statement that what most people will enjoy are going to be some of these others. But every single nominee here is a great film, in my personal opinion. How can I watch the Yak in the Classroom movie? That's what I want to know. I think it's um, on streaming. I believe. Yeah, yeah, Apple TV for six ninety nine, Amazon six ninety nine. But let me tell you, let me. I want to tell you, Lunata Clack in the, uh, Yak in the Classroom is essentially um, School of Rock, except not. OK, stick with me for a second. Um, it's about a guy who's a teacher Black. who doesn't want to be a teacher. Yak Black. That's perfect. <laughs> it's a, a guy who's a teacher, but he doesn't want to be a teacher. And then he goes to the school and the kids win him over and he ends up doing a good job. That's like it, it's like a very formulaic. But what makes it special is they really go to this remote village and some of the students that are in the movie as actors have never seen a camera before. They've never seen a car. They literally live an eight yeah. day walk from the nearest town. So it's just so cool to see like these real kids who have never seen a camera and now they're starring in a movie. It, it's a very charming movie. It's a good way to say it. Charming. Yes, it is charming. I will watch it. Back an animated back. film is great. It's a documentary animated film. It's awesome. Yeah, agree. 100% agree. <laughs> Nice, nice. All right. Good deal. Thanks for the recommendations on that. And I agree. I think it's going to be drive my car. I always look at that is if a foreign film or they call it international, if an international or animated movie is nominated the best picture, it's going to win. It's animated or international. So drive my car will definitely win that one. So next we have best documentary feature. Nominees include Summer of Soul, Flea, Attica, Ascension, and riding with fire i'll go first on this one i think summer soul is going to win and i think it should win uh it's actually the only one i've seen of this and it's actually a really fun documentary about exactly what it says summer of soul uh so if you love that type of music and just love that that you know setting that historical setting in the 60s it's, it's a lot of fun with that so wes what are your thoughts what do you think is going to win and what do you think should win i think summer of soul will win i actually hoped that Attica does. I, I really enjoyed that that documentary. Uh, just what a, a terrible situation that was. I mean, obviously, you can kind of see uh, both sides. The prisoners did kind of take control of the place. But at the same point in time, the way that uh, the state went about handling that situation was just tragic. And um, it was a, a very emotional documentary, jaw dropping, like all kinds of stuff. So I really liked it in hopes that it win. But I think Summer Soul is going to. Yeah, Attica is one of those I, I really want to see, Wes. So that's a good good call out on that. Matt, what are your thoughts? What's going to win? What do you think should win? Uh, I actually think Writing with Fire will and should win. Um, it is about a small town in India and these women work for a newspaper and they're trying to stay relevant. So they all get smartphones and like start doing video stories and like uncovering like corruption in the system and like mobs and stuff. And it, I don't know, it's kind of it's very empowering and a dangerous movie, I guess, because these women are like risking their lives to tell the story. So I think because of its message, it, it will and should win. But I want to mention uh, Ascension 
which I don't think everyone will like, but it's, do you all ever watch that show, How It's Made on the Discovery Channel? Yes. I've seen it, yeah. yeah. It's basically that <clears throat> without the narration. And all you need to know is there's like a 10 minute scene where they show how you how they make realistic sex dolls, like full size sex dolls. That's all you need to know about it. Uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's on not going to win. <laughs> right. <laughs> Gabe, any thoughts on that or best documentary I, feature? I'll avoid uh, the sex doll talk because that could, <laughs> that could lead me astray with me not knowing what I'm going to say or thinking before I speak. So I'll just say Summer of Soul and Summer of Soul. Smart move. Smart move. Nathan, what are your thoughts? <laughs> We've lost Nathan. 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 I think he's muted. Nathan. He's probably, sorry, I was muted. You're right, Matt. Thank you. Oh, yeah. uh, I say there Summer of Soul should win, and I think it will win. It was in my top ten. It's a great film. Uh, just like Matt said, Writing with Fire is very good. I also want to. I just mentioned it, but I say again, Flea, Flea. is an excellent documentary, yeah. and again, uh, blends animation in there as well, which I think finds a way to sort of. Um, crystallize the emotions rather than diffuse them, which I appreciated. So I, I highly recommend actually most of the movies here in this category, again, are worth seeing. And they might be movies uh, that you wouldn't necessarily uh, go directly towards. And there is more to Ascension than just the sex doll making. But Oh yeah, a lot, but that's the scene that stood yeah. out. I was like, wow, I, there's it does. A lot of it does. On this. No, I was going to say, yeah, I think time. these, there's a lot of these on here that are really good. I think a lot of people would enjoy. So, and I think Summer Soul is the most uh, general audiences would like. So, I think that's probably one reason why it's going to win, most likely. So, all right, guys, we're getting down to just the last few wow. categories here. We're almost there. So, let's go with Best Animated Feature. So, the nominees include Encanto. The Mitchells versus the Machines, Flea, Luca, and Ray and the Last Dragon. So, Gabe, as our resident animation expert here at Real Talk, what do you think going to win? What do you think should win? Some great films, animated films out this year. Glad there were some good nominations. I, I don't think Luca should be on the list, personally. I think it's a terrible animated film. But um, I think, unfortunately... And it's not unfortunate. This year, like last year, like I was really opinionated. The year before, I was really opinionated. But this year, I think the t top two are by far Mitchell's versus Machines and Encanto. But I think from what I've been reading, Encanto is going to win. But boy, I wish the Mitchell's versus Machines would win because that would be fun. And I love that movie. It's so original, so cool. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Nice. All right. Encanto or Gabe? Nathan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I I would rather see something else there instead of Luca. Hey, maybe The Spine of Night, which was a very cool sort of uh, dark fantasy animated film. But I do think that Encanto will win. And it is it is a good movie. It's a good animated yeah, film. Is. But Mitchell's versus the Machines, I think it should win. And I do think there's potentially an opportunity for an upset, maybe. I hope. But it's unlikely. But I think there's a, there's a slim chance. Yeah, I think there's a slim chance for sure. It's definitely possible. Wes, what are your thoughts? I would love to see Mitchell's versus Machines win this category. I, I thought it was a fantastic animated movie. Uh, my son, three years old, he watched it. He was entertained by it. I was cracking up at all the uh, stuff they put in there for the adults. And uh, I thought it had a good message. 
uh, about you know, keeping the family together, uh, although you know life starts to take us in you know, different places as we age. Uh, but Encanto is going to win. Not even really a big fan of that that movie. I actually liked uh, Raya and the Last Dragon a little bit more uh, than Encanto. Yeah, me well. too. But uh, anyway, I, I'm I'm going to pick Encanto. I think it's got a ton of momentum. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking, Wes. I'm going Encanto also. Um, I still have not seen Mitchell's vs. Machines, like I told you guys. It's in my like, top ten, T-Man. I just don't like it. <laughs> they, they've ruined these animated films. I know I've already said this before, but a lot of people have, have, have hit me up and said they agree. that They've turned all these characters wacky. We don't need every character wacky. We Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to duct tape you in a room it, and make you it. watch Mitchell's versus Machines and then Kloss, back to back. <laughs> no, I ain't Kloss. Kloss. Okay, I'm not going to go to bat for Kloss, but uh, <laughs> I'll say, <laughs> it's like, I will say, I'll draw the line. It was like, Gave Tommy, when I, I saw I Mitchell's... That movie. <laughs> when I saw advocate. the trailers for Mitchell's versus the Machines, <laughs> I thought the same thing, Tommy. I was sort of like... In fact, I I didn't know who had made it. It was like, it looks like your average come to Netflix and, and pacify the kids for an hour or two. But there's a there's a method to the madness there. It's worth it just for the scene where the robots can't decide whether the dog is a pig or a loaf of bread. So that is worth it. <laughs> All right. OK, maybe maybe you got me. All right, Nathan. Thanks for the recommendation. I appreciate that. Um, sorry, Gabe. Matt, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Yeah, apparently I need to watch the Mitchells versus the Machines again. I watched it and I liked it, but I, Gabe really likes it, so I feel like I need to watch it again because maybe I missed something. Um, I say Encanto, Encanto. It, it's got the momentum going for it. Yeah, hard to go against uh, Lynn uh, Miranda. So there. So yeah, good picks there. So now we are down to the big four. So let's go with best actor. The nominees are. Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom. Benedict Cumberbatch, The Power of the Dog. Will Smith, Wes's favorite actor, King Richard. Javier Bardem, being the Ricardos. And Denzel Washington, The Tragedy of Macbeth. Let's go with Wes first. Wes, tell us, who do you think will win and should win? And if Will Smith is not both of these, I'm excited. you've got some explaining to do. Some I'm, actually, to I'm do. gonna go with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio from Don't Look Up. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Leo's done. Hollywood don't like him anymore. It's big. Feel the heartthrob. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, that's what he's getting no. old. He's starting to look like Jack Nicholson, um, as <laughs> old Jack Nicholson. So he really is. They, <laughs> that's why they don't they don't like him anymore. But uh, actually. Who, who do I want to win? I want Will Smith to win. Like, he was fantastic in King Richard. Uh, I loved right, his performance. He is honestly the one that really kept me interested in, in the story the whole time. I thought he really made the movie, and uh, I, I loved him as that character. I think he is going to win, and I think he definitely should. Uh, really, really liked uh, Benedict Cumberbatch in Power of the Dog as well. Probably... I mean, he's a great actor. He's in a, a good things. He was awesome as Sherlock, and and I'm not a Doctor Strange fan, but uh, anyway, I thought this was his best performance. I thought he was just so great in that role. So I would not be unhappy if he won either. But it's Will and Will. Yeah. All right, Wes. I knew you're. I knew you're a Will Smith fan deep inside, and I agree. I think 
is Will Smith to lose? I think he's going to win. I think he should win. It's a true, you know, it felt to me like an old school 1990s, you know, studio drama win. And I feel like he's got the momentum. People want to see Will Smith win. So I think that's one of the things people are looking forward to the most. I think it's going to be a great moment. Uh, also thought Benedict Cumberbatch, Cumberbatch was really good in Power Dog. Huge fan of him. And I, and I honestly really liked Harvey Bar, Javier Bardem in Being the Ricardos. Yeah. I liked that movie quite a bit. And even though he wasn't a lot like uh, Desi, you know, the, that everybody knows from I Love Lucy, I, he was enough like him, and I just really liked his performance overall. So with that being said, Matt, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I'm going to go Will Smith, Will Smith, but I do kind of have a hot take. Um, I, I don't think his performance was as good as everybody else did. He felt like back when, when he was on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and there were a couple of, where they had to dress up like an old man. And I felt like he was just <laughs> playing older what than he the is. Heck? Dang, I, that's freaking hot takes tonight. Yeah. Now, listen, I, I feel like this is more of a lifetime achievement award for him. He should have won for Ali all those years ago. I, I, oh my yeah. gosh. Yep. So. That- here. Yeah, he's, he's always getting his take stolen tonight. Oh, sorry. Two in a row. Yeah, but <laughs> um, to me, if if Will Smith doesn't win, it's a toss up for me between Benedict Cumberbatch and Andrew Garfield. And Andrew Garfield drove me absolutely nuts in that movie. I he got on my nerves so bad, and I like Andrew Garfield, so I'm like, hey, he's doing a great job acting because he's annoying me, and he usually doesn't. So that's my my t- take on that. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But I think you're right. I mean, it is a Lifetime Achievement Award in a way, but, you know, that's what the Academy does. They always screw up, so they're always, like, 10 years behind. They're always having to make up. They need to just be like, all right, they need to make an announcement. We're no longer doing makeup awards. We're calling it zero, you know, we're all even. And let's actually get the right, right now, the right awards. Because now they're always behind. So, anyway, <laughs> Gabe, what are your thoughts? I'm going to read what I wrote down. Will Smith, King Richard, Will Smith, King Richard. I think this is his best. I don't think this is his best performance. I think Ali is his best performance has a hot take. A, and I think it's a superior and a hot take even further. I think it's a superior movie to this. But this movie for sure kicks the crap out of that weird concussion movie that, that he thought he should have won for. Oh, like, that concussion yeah. awful. That, so, like, my hot take is, like, uh, that movie was terrible. So, like, I yeah. do think it's a lifetime achievement award, Will Smith. And I agree with Matt completely. Like, if I pick number two, it'd be Andrew Garfield. But he doesn't annoy me in the film. I think he's fantastic in Tick, Tick, Boom. So I think that that's a clear number two. But I just don't think Yavi – I like being the Ricardos. I just don't think he's as much like Desi in real life. I don't know. Maybe that's just me being picky. No, he really wasn't. I just like the reforms. But, yeah, he, he really wasn't a lot like Desi, to be honest with you. But, yeah, good picks. Nathan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, Will Smith and Will Smith. And if it gets us closer to getting I Am Legend 2, right? Yeah. 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 Hey, I'm all there for it. Heck yeah. All right. And Andrew so, Garfield, though, I agree, was awesome in Tick, Tick, Boom. Yeah. And Andrew Garfield's think. had a great year. So I think, honestly, I think if Will Smith doesn't win, it's going to be Andrew Garfield. I do there too. could be an upset. And nobody will like that in Hollywood. No. But. No, people are really rooting for Will, but it could happen, definitely. So, all right, we're to the last two categories. So, best director. We have Jane Campion for Power of the Dog, 
Steven Spielberg, West Side Story, Paul Thomas Anderson, Licorice Pizza, Rasuka Hamaguchi, Drive My Car, and then Kenneth Branagh, Belfast. What do you guys got? Nathan, let's start with you. Oh, I'm boycotting this because they're not throwing a director nod towards Dune. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I think Jane Campion will win. Uh, I, that being said, it could possibly be an upset. I could see maybe Kenneth Branagh could take it too as far as who I'd like to see win. Honestly, I'm going to just say Steven Spielberg. It, it is one of his best directed films. Yeah, and I'll go. I, that's I'm with you. I think who should win, Steve Spielberg. I mean, I think it's one of his best directed films. The camera work is so lively, so just amazing. One of the best directed musicals I've ever seen. I just love just how his camera moves and, you know, sways with the choreography. There's a big trending piece on Twitter this past week where Gilmore Del Toro had a big, you know, trending Twitter where he was talking all about the big one shot going into the high school auditorium that got a lot of people talking about it. So I'm glad that that is being spotlighted out there in the film Twitter universe. So Gabe, and then who I think will win. Honestly, I think Jane Campion is going to win. I think she's getting all the precursor awards. This is kind of like it's her year type of thing. Just like Will Smith. This is her year. Uh, I think everybody's been wanting her to win. She almost won for the piano in the 90s. So it's just her time to win this year. Honestly, I don't see any way she's not going to win that Gabe, What are your thoughts? Same. James Champion is going to win Best Director, and I think Steven Spielberg should. Yeah, all right. Three for three, Wes. Don't don't mess this up. What do you got? What the is the Academy doing? No <laughs> Denis Villeneuve nomination? Seriously. This Seriously. is yeah. ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> Makes ridiculous. no sense at all. He should win. I want him to win. This is stupid. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Jane Campion West, right, right is, like, Canada, West. <laughs> is a major, major heavy favorite. I can't see any way that she loses this. Um, again, I, I actually like Power of the Dog just fine. So I'm, I'm cool if she wins. But I'm just I'm disgusted with this category that I think was a huge yeah. Well, that said, I, I don't disagree. Dennis, Dennis should have, you know, villain way should have been nominated. Absolutely, Matt. What are your thoughts? Um, so I don't know, and Nathan, you may know the answer. You said you'd voted uh, for the Academy before. Like, are the votes already in? Or are they still voting up until like the twenty seventh? So they're still in. What well, I they're still I voted, voting. Yeah, yeah, they're they're still voting. I had voted probably much like uh, these guys, the real talk guys. I was part of for many years the. Washington uh, DC Film Critics Association. So we voted for our like local awards. And so all of those awards are sort of kind of factored in, but they're not actually Academy voted awards. So I, I never gotcha. voted for the Academy. I got the screeners like these guys have and things like that, but and it was specifically for WAFCA. Okay. Here's the thing, gotcha. guys. We, here's the thing. We were in the running to become Academy members. All of us combined would be get one vote. But after they hear this episode, I think we're out. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> it's over, guys. I did it. Well, Gabe, you had a lot to do with it with that damn Academy short segment. But anyway, uh, you know, West redeemed you. He did vote for the bestiality short, so you know, yeah, it, it, was, it, it, it wasn't even one. I knew it. <laughs> uh, well, 
so the reason that I asked if they were still voting is because I don't know if you guys they saw the voting, news, yeah. uh, yesterday or the day before Jane Campion won an award for some yeah. best director of something. And she made a comment that has not gone over well. Um, she basically said, Venus and Serena, you're awesome, but you only are playing against women. I have to play against men. And it has not gone over well. So I don't no. know if she's like shot herself in the foot and people are going to not vote for her. But I do think she's going to win. And and honestly, I know this is the second biggest award of the night, but I don't have a strong preference uh, of those movies. I like Licorice Pizza the best, but honestly, I don't care who wins this one for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't just man, I've heard about that controversy. I don't think it's going to hurt her too much because I, I don't think there's a, a heavy like number two. I know Kevin yeah. Brana is in there. I just can't see him winning for this. If it's anybody, it's Spielberg, honestly. But I just don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't yeah. think that's going to cause enough controversy to take it in away. In some ways, her. it's just drumming up a little more attention to Jane Campion. People who don't even know who she was at all before this thought she might have worked, you know, with gorillas somewhere. You know, it's probably <laughs> helpful that they're that they're actually, you know, there's some uh, spotlight on her. I think, you know, Sam Elliott made some. Uh, kind yes. of thing remarks to her, and she decided to pay it forward. I guess you know, right? Yeah. Uh, Tyler <laughs> the dog right. decided to get trending because it's all been in the news and lots of stuff lately. Yeah. All right, so I was lying earlier. We now we're down to our final two categories. Right I skipped over best actress. Sorry about that. So oh. let's go back to best actress. We have the nominees: Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Nicole Kidman being the Ricardos, Kristen Stewart, Spencer, Penelope Cruz, Parallel Mothers, and Olivia Coleman, Lost Daughter. So I'll go first here, and I think who will win is Jessica Chastain. I think she's winning a lot lately. And the Academy loves physical transformations. They love to see it. They love to see the work. And you're seeing the work for Jessica. As, as Gabe said, he thought that she's just turned into her now. So, obviously, she's out there becoming her. So, I think she is going to win for sure. Who I think should win? I think Nicole Kidman should win. I really liked her performance as Lucy. She didn't really look like her, but I felt like she got the essence of her. And I just really was drawn into her performance a lot. So, that's who I would vote for. Nathan, what are your thoughts? I think that you're right that uh, Jessica Chastain will win for Tammy Faye and you know she may even be on TBN right now you know I'm not sure what's going on but I think that uh, for me <laughs> who should there. win I think who should win is probably Kristen Stewart for Spencer I think Spencer's a movie that maybe not a lot of people have seen and I understand there's sort of a you know I, I feel like uh, Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart have sort of been an uphill battle ever since to shake Twilight off but she's really really great in the film and it's a great movie yeah, yeah, good pick. I know she was a heavy favorite there for a while. She's dropped off a little bit, but she definitely could still win, I think, for sure. Wes, what are your thoughts? Well, we all know our podcast was canceled long ago, but <laughs> Uh-oh. we might have a few people still sticking around. But the few people that were sticking around are definitely gone now. T-Man just forgot best actress awards like that is not <laughs> look, gonna go over we're gonna have to we're well, gonna have to re-edit this i know can you can you just look, i think we're gonna have to flip this all around yeah <laughs> best editing west for yeah, best editing west. i could save it i could save not man i could save our podcast but i i'm just I'm I'm like a joker because five minutes the world burns. i'm done 
<laughs> yeah, T-Man's canceled. I'm way done. I, anyway. I, I, Jessica Chastain is one of my favorite actresses. And if, I mean, maybe is my f- current favorite. I thought she was fantastic in the eyes of Tammy Faye. Uh, not just the transformation. She nailed the voice. She nailed the mannerisms. Um, it, it was just, I, I love the performance. I know she's not a huge favorite. You've got Nicole Kidman that is definitely in the mix. Um, I know Kristen Stewart for a while. They thought that she would probably win. It's kind of been back and forth. I really hope Jessica pulls it out. I'm going to say I think she will, but it's probably a little bit closer uh, than it needs to be. Yeah, I think it's it's a real close. I agree with you. I think this could go any way. Matt, what about you? What are your thoughts? Well, maybe this is a hot take. I don't know. Jessica Chastain and Kristen Stewart, I feel like the makeup and hairstyling did a lot for their performances. Um, That being said, I do think Jessica Chastain will win and should win. Um, But don't sleep on Olivia Coleman. Uh, The Lost Daughter is way, way better than you think it will be. And she is always a powerhouse. But I think because she won a year or two ago that she's probably not going to win again. Um, But maybe we should have replaced one of those directors with Maggie Gyllenhaal. Because I'm telling if you guys haven't seen The Lost Daughter, it is excellent. Yeah, it's on my list. Moving. T-Man, I forgot to say one thing here, and uh, yeah. I don't know why, because I was honestly pretty wound up about it. You know, my my love-hate for the Academy and the Oscars and stuff. But, uh, man, I, I was really, really upset that Lady Gaga was not nominated. Those were oh, my yeah. two biggest snubs, like, mm. was Denis Villeneuve and Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga's performance was my favorite of the year, followed by Jessica Chastain. I actually voted for Lady Gaga uh, in our uh, Music City Film Critics Didn't Association, she win? No, Jessica won. and uh, that that's that's who I went with. I thought she was just fantastic. I was captivated by her on screen the entire time. I'm just amazed at how great she's done as an actress in uh, you know the last couple of big films. The uh, the one with Bradley Cooper, it's escaping me right now. Yeah, Star is uh, Born, and uh, and and House of Gucci. So. Anyway, that was my other biggest snub, so I forgot to say. No, that was a good call-out because I, everybody wow. thought she was going to be nominated and possibly could win. I thought that was also a big mistake. They should have nominated, nominated her for sure. Get that star power in there, if anything else. All right, Gabe, finish this out for Best Actress. Well, uh, I agree with Matt. Olivia Coleman is fantastic. Lost Daughter is great if you haven't seen it. However, I recommended that to somebody, and they were like, why the crud did you recommend this movie to me and hated it? So I don't oh, know. No. I don't know if I should do that. It was my yeah, my mother-in-law. She didn't have anything to watch, and we had those DVDs, and I was like, check this one out. You'll love it. Never recommend movies to relatives. Anyway, (laughs) um, I think Jessica Chastain should win in Eyes of Tammy Faye, but I think Olivia Coleman would get my vote or Nicole Kidman. I also almost watched Spencer, but I got my TV back. That was my next movie up, Nathan. And I didn't watch it, so I watched Witcher Season 2 instead. Uh, check it out. I'm telling like, you, it's a better movie than you think. I was like, TV's back, Witcher Season 2, not <laughs> not Spencer. But um, so, real quick answer, Jessica Chastain will win. Olivia Coleman is my pick for who should win. All right, great. I'm glad, I'm glad we saved the best for last, best actress. That's why we saved it there. Best for last. <laughs> so, all right, we've made it. We are at... <laughs> Best picture. 
So let's go through the 10 nominees. We've talked about a lot of these already, right. so these will be very familiar to people. So we have Coda, Belfast, King Richard, Power of the Dog, West Side Story, Don't Look Up, Dune, Licorice Pizza, Drive My Car, and Nightmare Alley. So, as our two guests here tonight, let's go with you all first. Nathan, kick us off. What do you think will be the best picture, and what do you think should be the best picture? So, I guess there could be uh, an upset. I've heard people think that maybe Belfast or Coda could kind of slip in here. Uh, But I think it's going to be the power of the dog. There's a part of me that, you know, likely, if you're talking about what likely contenders there are that should win, I would say West Side Story. But really, you know, what I think should win would be Licorice Pizza. It was my number two film of the year. My number one film of the year wasn't even even nominated for anything at all. So I think it uh, will be Power of the Dog, but I think it should be Licorice Pizza. Let's hear what that number one film is. Just Let me guess real quick. Is it Uh, The Green Knight? It certainly is the Green Knight. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Good, that, 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 good that call, Wes. Snubbed up and down the board like yeah. That I, I was. I didn't even want to deal with the Oscars this year because of that. I mean, nothing. Nothing <laughs> at all. Yeah, that got snubbed big time. Good call. It did. Good movie. All right. Yeah. Great picks there, Matt. What's yours? So I I used a process of elimination. So as I've said, Wes, you weren't on yet. Um, West Side Story, Nightmare Alley, and you know what? As much as I love Dune, I'm going to throw it in there. Those three movies already existed. These are just covers of those movies. So they're eliminated. Oh, and then we've the got <laughs> Belfast. Wes is going to go on a tangent. I've done this before with yeah, Wes. He does not uh, like it. Don't Look Up is, it was funny, but it's not the best movie of the year. Drive My Car is going to win international. That's going to be its notoriety. King Richard is a formulaic biop biopic biopic however you say it licorice pizza i love coda i loved i would not be upset if either one but i think power of the dog is going to win all right well matt just shit on all of those movies there a lot yeah, of ones sorry. i loved they're adaptations um, they're not remakes per se, but anyway <laughs> yeah, yeah cover adaptations so. yeah what the heck <laughs> all right well <sighs> that, that was fair and you know, honestly i like it like process should, though well hold on let me ask let me ask you guys. There's two ways to look. So, do you think Best Picture should be a movie that pushes filmmaking forward, even if it's not as enjoyable to watch, or should it be one that is like everybody likes? Because I don't know. I, I I flip back and forth. I think a combination. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, a, I think it could go either push way. And pull, but I think it depends on the movie. And I think some years you want. I, I think. Some years you want one, some years you want the other. So I think it, it truly just depends. I think if you can get a combination of both in a way, it's kind of the best uh, way forward on that. But that's hard to do. Yeah. Matt, I think the, yeah. the, the right answer is just it should be the Spider-Man social. No Way Home is the right answer. Yeah. 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 The social network. <laughs> that's uh, right social. Why is it still stupid about that? Well, Wes, it's <laughs> you're up, my friend. You, you go next. Tell us what you think. Uh, my heart wants Coda to win. That was my second favorite movie of the year. It was, uh, man, I love that movie. It was just really, really good. And I really would like to see it win. I think the power of the dog will win. And I mean, I'm just going to be like, okay, cool. Nobody's going to remember that movie in three or four years. Or next so, year. 
or next year yeah. or in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, people are going to be whenever they announce it, one, people are going to be like, what? My kids think it's a Channing Tatum movie with the dog. They're like, yeah, you see Power of the Dog? I'm like, no, you can't. You want to talk about one of the worst trailers of all time, that Channing Tatum movie is. It made them beg me to go see it. So it worked. It had a dog. Oh, my goodness. All right. So, Gabe, what are your thoughts? Uh, man, you know what I'm going to say. Wes introduced me to my favorite film of the year, Coda. I think it would be more popular if it had a different name. Like, I've always thought that because I didn't know what Coda was and I had to look it up. But I or think if it's Coda, not, you know, on a phone company streaming service. That, that too. Like, that would help, that would help as a, well. It needs a name like uh, Bestiality. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, well, that's the thing. I don't know if I'm going to go down that route. But what I will oh, say yes. is – is as far as Coda, like, man, I it, it's so like some of these movies, like our Oscar bait movies. This is a movie that's nominated for an, that I don't think was even intended to be that. Like, it's got that fun like character as the as the choir teacher. Like, I don't think they were trying for like best picture, but it just worked. And so it's my favorite movie of the year, and I think it should win, and I think it will win best picture of the year. That's my hot take of this entire show. Oh, Gabe's going with Coda. Okay. So you think Coda's going to win? Going to will win, and I think it should win. Okay. Because I think the Oscars are finally going to get it right, and I'm going to be wrong and heartbroken. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's okay. Just, nobody that has seen that movie has not liked it. Like, literally everyone likes it. Nobody. Like, so I could have that thing where I recommend a, recommended, um, you know, uh, Olivia Coleman's movie, um, The Lost Daughter, and somebody would i would never fear that somebody wouldn't like coda they no chance yeah so i think gabe you make a good point because i think coda is coming on strong and i think if there is one movie that can beat power of the dog it is coda and i think what helps it is you know part of the dog's got a lot of support obviously just by the amount of nominations it's got 12 but you know the academy uses the preferential balloting system where if like say you vote for your number one film let's say you just vote for licorice pizza and it doesn't you know, qualify, it doesn't get up to, I think it's like 50% of the vote, then what happens is whatever's number two, once it's discounted out, whatever number two on your ballot, that counts. And so Coda is the type of film that's going to have a lot of number twos and threes. It's the type of film that a lot of people like. Whereas Power of the Dog seems more like some people really love it, but then some people are just going to be like, I don't really like it. So I think that's where Coda could possibly sneak in and win. I hope you're right. We'll see. We'll see. I'll go last year. I think what I think should win personally, I think we all know this by now, is West Side Story. It's my favorite film of the year. I think it's the best directed film of the year. I love that story. Love the Just love the vibrancy of that musical. And I would honestly be very happy if Dune won. Dune's my number two of the year. I loved it. Don't Look Up. Love that film. Uh, I'd be fine with Love Nightmare Alley. I'd even be fine with King Richard. I'd be fine with that. Some of these others, though, mm, not so much. Definitely, you know, Power Dogs are okay. Coda, I haven't seen, but I don't watch movies on on Apple phones. So, like, I just don't (laughs) – I don't have an Apple phone, so I'm not going to watch it on there. So, I think, honestly, Power of the Dog is going to win. 
but I wouldn't be surprised if Coda won, honestly, because there are a lot of people with Apple phones out in Hollywood. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, we did it, guys. Anything else you all want to say about the Best Picture nominees? Anything we left out? No, I like what I like what you said. Like, I have six absolute favorites, and another four just yeah. like. Eh. It is some good nominees. So I just want to wrap up then. Our final thing we want to do is, are there any films that were not nominated that you just wanted to mention or talk about say, this got screwed out of being nominated? I know, Wes, you, you mentioned the lady guy I picked. That was a really good. Anything else? Let's just go around one. Just pick one. Nathan, do you have any? I'm sorry. I already mentioned The Green Knight, but Last Night in Soho would be another one for me. Oh, good. Both really good picks there. Yeah, Absolutely. Wes, do you have any others? Uh, the, I'm going to go with The Green Knight. That was one of my top five. Should have been. We should have gotten something. Anything, right? Yeah. 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 Anything. They could have <laughs> given it a documentary short, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I think, uh, yeah, yeah, we could go back to that and rehash that if y'all want. We, uh, <laughs> I would have go with The Last Duel. I thought it was a crime that yeah. that didn't get nominated for some stuff. I mean, Costumes, music, performances. It's a great movie. Jody Comer was great in that film. Jody Comer was awesome. That's what I mean by, you know, at the end of the day, Academy, it's very subjective. The Last Duel is as good or if not better than most of these Best Picture nominees. So yeah. can't take it too personally a lot of times. Matt gave any, you, you all have any that got uh, screwed out of any nominees? Um, Last Duel, agree. And I, even though I didn't care for the movie, it's a crime that French Dispatch was not nominated for production design. Yeah, I agree there. Like, I did not like the movie, but it should have been nominated for production design. Um, for me, um, the only thing I will say is, man, they screwed up those those songs. I mean, how do you nominate the only not well-known song on Encanto? Like, <laughs> everybody sings the songs, like, all day long, yeah. like, everywhere you go. So... Get it right next time. House hey. of Gucci, like, I agree with you. How, uh, the things I was going to say was House of Gucci and Last Duel, man, and Spider-Man. you got to get a big movie in there. I don't think Spider-Man's yeah. like a stunner. I don't think it's necessarily even the best Marvel movie. Like, I don't think it's an Iron Man, but it's like, you got to put that Spider-Man on yeah. there. It was killing it. And I will say one, like, hot take. I don't know how we could have got it on it. What was that Bo Burnham movie? I can't think of it. Inside. Man, inside. inside. Man, I wish both that movie could have been on there somewhere, but it can't. Yeah, love so. that movie. And, oh, and oh, great. and I, and I second what you said about uh, Nathan's pick, um, because that's one of my top ten. Um, Green Knight. Huh? Not the Green, Green Knight. Knight. Last night in Soho. Last night in Soho was in my it's my number two film of the year. So what? And I couldn't think of the name. That's how good I am with names, guys. <laughs> anyway, it had night in it. You were we're on the right track. Yeah. So All right, guys. Well, I think the Academy have officially fried all of our brains. You know, I'm yes. starting to think uh, them uh, getting rid of those eight nominees from the telecast might not be a bad idea. Make sure <laughs> let's just take out eight nominees ourselves. Because I was like, how many nominees does this dang freaking thing have? Let's just host our own awards <laughs> show, and we'll pretend we're giving awards to these people next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll just come with our own good idea. categories. <laughs> Well, I think hey, maybe next all... year they should just put all the awards at the end and get everyone who gets nominated has to make a film that will run for the length of the Oscars. People will watch that. People will watch it. I'll watch <laughs> it. Give them a bunch of money. Say you have four weeks. Go for it. <laughs> exactly. Well, I love it, guys. Hey, thank you all so much. I think I, we had a lot of fun. 
excited for the Oscars in a couple weeks. We're going to come back and we're going to, you know, talk about the, the who won. We're going to rehash it in another Oscar episode in the near future. So yeah. Nathan, Matt, I just want to say thank you both for joining us. Anything you all want to say to wrap up for the night? No, thanks for having having us on. Yeah, agreed. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Wes, you're going to win best podcast editing if you can get this down to an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, and you cut any traces <laughs> of best animated short <laughs> Good luck. Wes, Gabe, any final thoughts? No, I, no, I am. I really am going to try to go for a best editing award. Uh, like I said, I'm going to try to prevent us from being canceled. Just a reminder, T-Man forgot best actress. He got the actor, no problem. No. How many of us will be cut out of this completely? Like there's no trace we're ever there. Like, what? Or oh, God, or oh, God. I don't remember that happening, Wes. Uh, Gabe, any thoughts? Hey, Final I, thoughts? Lo- I loved hanging out with you guys and talking Oscars. You know, this this was a really one of my favorite years in a while since 2019, yeah. and I've really, I've really Dude, enjoyed. That was only two years ago. Yeah. I've, in the good old days. Hey, a lot has changed since 2019. A lot, of, a lot that, is that is true. That, that, is, and, that true. is true. And so, no, I I really have fun with the Oscars every year, and I'm going to have fun watching it. I can't wait to find out who won. It, spoiler alert, it'll probably be me. But, um, man, I'm excited. Somebody, <laughs> hey, somebody write all this down. Like, write down everybody's picks. Re-listen to the episode. I don't have anything written down yet. We're going to have to re-listen for sure. Uh, so, hey, have a blast. Hope everybody enjoys the Oscars. We'll be back after the show, and we'll we'll talk about everything once again. Thank you all so much to our Real Talk audience out there. As always, we can't do it without you. Like, subscribe, click on that like button, send us those emails. Do it all. You all know what we like. Leave Apple reviews. <laughs> Leave Apple reviews. Don't see code on your Apple phone. And uh, for us, that's a wrap. <laughs> That's that's a good episode. I mean, that's going to be better than the Oscars. I think it's going to be more well worth seeing. That's better. Is it longer than the Oscars? I'm not sure. I think so. Might be close. Nominees they freaking have. Good God. Twenty eight. When I showed up and you were going through the 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 nominees, I was like, oh man, they they're they're almost done. (laughs) I felt like I was on the whole episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you were hoping. Just just getting started. (laughs) 